Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Are you okay? I got to make sure this you're is, okay. This is, wait a minute. This is bringing me back to high school. Oh, wow. This is bringing me back to the womb. My buddy Rob had a sweet old Mustang. Oh, what year? I, the crappy, the crappy years. The crappy years, you know right? I mean? Yeah, crappy, right. Yes, yes. You know, there's a yeah. vintage Mustang. And then there was yeah. a refurbished Mustang. And then there was some, maybe between years, it was like, yeah. Right. You, you, they just put out a Mustang and put a Mustang on. I wasn't, I mean, it was, it, yeah. I'm trying to think of what kind and of. I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, it was, you know, 80s models. Yeah, the 80s models right? were not and, really and, good. And, yeah. and he had this cassette. Yeah, pretty good sound system in it. And this, I swear this cassette was stuck in there. Oh, that's awesome. We we had those was, too. The cassette got stuck. Yeah. Turn up the radio. Today and people don't tur- even know about we, that. And we would. Man, turn it up, baby. Around. Freedom so, rock, bro. Like, so, yeah. Shout out to my buddy Rob. I'm trying to remember what kind of toys it was that I played with back in the day. And I, 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 I'm trying to think, like, we had, like, a – was it a Ghostbusters? or I don't remember what it was, but it had, like, a 57 Chevy toy car in it. God, I can't remember. It wasn't Star Wars at the time or maybe well, it was he Ghostbusters He-Man had, that, or, had that station wagon. I know. It wasn't that. Know. It was, like, this green car. God, it's going to drive me nuts now to, to try to remember what, what brand that was, what kind of toy it was. It wasn't, like, GoBots or Transformers or anything like that. But anyway, it was, like, the 57 Chevy was always a big deal, right? And I remember my dad telling me, I had a 58 Chevy. I'm like, God, you missed the boat by a year. Yeah. <laughs> That year, yeah, that year was one was worth nothing. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The fifty-eight Chevy, the one before. Oh my god, I had that one. You know, so yeah, it was that. It was that era of Mustang that was cool. Yeah, but it was it was definitely the discount Mustang. Of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. It wasn't new. Right, and you know the engine smelled. You know what I mean? Like it had a burning smell. Oh yeah, of course. But we thought it was awesome. It was a badass car. Did it have a soft top convertible on it too? No, but it was probably the it was. I'm trying to think. Did it have? It didn't have like the Naga hide on the outside, you know? Yeah. That, that oh God. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was like a some kind of pleather looking yeah. thing. I don't. I don't think that that one had that. It was red, 
and it smelled all. I mean, you punch the engine, you know, and it, it burns. Oh, yeah. it just, it, I love that. Yeah, it was it was a it was an awesome car. Ninja Turtles, exactly what it was. Hundred oh, percent. Thank car. you yeah, so yeah. much. Text line the Ninja yeah, Turtles. Sure. I like the '57 Chevy. My God, I couldn't sure. remember that. But yeah, had those toys, and it was weird back then. Like our parents' generation, you know, the the year of the car really mattered to them. Like, oh, I got a '57 Chevy. I got a '58 Chevy. I still don't yeah, understand when people can look at them. Look and know. at it. I always right. thought that was so amazing. Like, that's <laughs> a fifty. No, it's fifty-seven because fifty-seven had the lights that did the whatever. What? Right. And the pause attraction too. If you How start, you, you know, getting into the my cousin How Vinny, can you tell. Yeah. yeah, like the my cousin Vinny, where she's talking about the years and what they had and the different models. I'm like, they really changed cars up from year to year back then and made it special. Maybe you had to go out and buy one every year so you could collect them all. <laughs> yes. Everybody's Go through the drive-through at McDonald's, but cars back they were like nine thousand dollars. Traded in, and every year, your dad went down to the dealership and just uh, made him a deal, and just turned, just turn it around every single That's year. Right, he knew the guy down at the dealership. Yeah. You know, they they were boys back in the yeah. day. They went there. I'm going down to. I'm trying to think of the name of the car dealer that my father would always buy cars Dick for. No, it wasn't no, that. Okay. No, that, there's nothing. Be for whatever reason, Josh. I was. I was. Okay, last weekend I was sitting out by the fire pit just, you know, to, to, to kind of, you know, clear my mind a little bit. And I was thinking about Dick Witham Ford, right? And Waterloo, I'm, Iowa. Look right, it up. Right? It's real. And and I'm laughing to myself because I, I I thought, and I can't say it on the radio, but I'll do as best I can. Is he related to <laughs> F Witham Ford? <laughs> and I was crying. Frank, Frank. Frank, Frank yeah, Witham yeah, Ford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was going to text you, is F with them Ford related to, you know, <laughs> Dick with them Ford? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. just dying. Salerno, yeah. Sal- Salerno Pontiac is where my dad got nice, all the cars. Yeah, nice. Jim Salerno. I'm going to go see Jim Salerno, get the yep, car. Okay, yep. Dad, you go down there and do that. So, yep. absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, that was, just, that was a cassette. Yeah, somebody says, a cassette? Ha, ha, awesome. Yeah, cassettes in your car. Yeah. They were great. Oh, God, yeah. And he had the, yeah, Autograph was the name of the band, right? Autograph, mm-hmm. turn up the radio. Yep, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. That thing was on loop. Yeah, Windows down. We just cruise the city, yeah, town, whatever. Um, You know, that was again back in the day. Like we talked yesterday, everybody gave you a quarter for gasoline, and you went, and you were ready to go. Yeah. Um, Are you okay? Are you survived last night's basketball game at Allen Fieldhouse? Because this is more of a. This is more of a what? What are those messages that they say? This is a something. A message. No, a message where you get like a emergency broadcast system. Yeah, something similar to that, but like a public service announcement. This, okay, this is a public service announcement because it is now mating season, and you had an issue last night. A uh, first in my uh, my broadcasting career, um, we had a delay because there was a bat mm-hmm. that was flying around the field house. Oh, good. And it was going for a little while up. Mm-hmm. And then it swooped down on the court in the middle of the game. <laughs> Kids were scurrying. <laughs> Parents were crying. Yes, yeah. I mean, I won't out Wayne Simeon, but he was under the table. Yeah. Um, he should have been. I would have been I too. I was too. I was like, I was like, do I, do I like have something to play defense with? As yeah. it's, and it's like circling around the court, mm-hmm. and it and it just kept it go up, you know, behind the basket, rather than swoop down back in the court. And no one knew what to do. Everybody, right. everybody, just, everybody just stood around, their arms folded, like not wanting to be near it. Mm-hmm. And then some of the facility guys came out, of course it was, you know, oh, yeah. hurting cats. Yep. I mean, there's no keystone cops yeah. type thing I mean, out they, there. They, yeah. they tried. They're like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. One guy had a garbage bag, oh, well, that'll a couple enough. of towels. They were trying to like, get, like, <laughs> like throw the towel and beat it, it with was a, like <laughs> swooping around. They'd throw the towel and miss, you know, it was, it just became like keystone cops. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was like, did they play the Benny Hill music when and, this was going and on? They, they did play. They ended up playing the Batman. Okay. Which is what I thought that's, was pretty good. That's good. Yeah. So the, uh, the in-house, uh, uh, 
audio went to the Batman theme for a while, but that was uh, that was a first. Never had a bat delay in the middle of the game. That's fantastic, man. I I, it, I think it's and great. They, they never got it, and but I mean, what are you gonna? There's really nothing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what like you do, has right? like a butterfly net at a basketball game or whatever. You have a, maybe a broom, right? Right. Somebody did get a broom one point. They didn't. They weren't swiping. But basically, like, was it one of those big mops that they used to mop the floor? Because <laughs> those things would not work no, either. Were, somebody actually had a broom. I saw at one point, um, like a broom broom, just yeah. a regular, you know, house sweeping, like an broom. old school broom. Yeah, yeah, nice. with the, uh, yeah, with the hay or whatever. Yeah, it is. whatever. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but. The, the, and, it was, I swear it was like, it felt forever. You know what I mean? But I, right. I swear it was like five minutes where everybody's just standing there like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. What do you want? But, but, but you're not, what are you supposed to do oh. about that? Right. So you're trying to get the towel over it, I guess, and then wrap it up and, you know, carry it out and throw it outside. Right. And, uh, allegedly. And, and finally, so it, it, it swooped down in the court and then it got bored with that. And then it went back up to, you know, the upper regions and I'm like, okay, we can. Uh, maybe we could start again, and everybody kind of got ready, and then it swooped down again on the court. And they're like, "Okay, no, everybody get back." And right. It kind of had its path, you know, its normal path, and then, then it went back up. And I don't, you know, the the facilities people kind of were up on the upper, oh god, the upper concourse, <laughs> and I'm, I, they're kind of standing around. And I don't know if they ever got it or they opened or one of those windows up there to let it fly uh, out, I right? And if they could, you know, direct it that way or not, but. Yeah. yeah, we had a five-minute bat delay, so I don't know. It may, I don't know the not top ten is on today or anything. Oh, you maybe, may make it. Maybe you make that. I don't know. Oh, that would be great to on have the, you on ESPN, the ESPN like that. Family yeah. and Networks calling a bat, but I uh, that was the first. Well, I'm going to tell our friend uh, uh, Alex Fuse, who works at ESPN now. He's the uh, assistant PR guy for Major League Baseball at ESPN. I'll alert him that this happened last night because it was on an ESPN Plus broadcast, so they've got the available oh, yeah. tape right oh, there yeah. where they can throw that up there on Sports Center for you. So I'll see if I can handle that behind the scenes. But it is bat mating season. Because we had one in the in the soffits the other day, right? And so we called the critter guy, and he he comes out. He's he's up in the attic. He goes, "Yeah, you got bat poop up there." He goes, "This is mating season right now." He goes, "I can see right there in the in the house to the roof line. You got a little bit of a hole there, and that's where these bats are going in." So everybody's going to start seeing them. Bats to me, I I don't want to kill the bats because they're great. They eat the larvae or something, right? And they I protect thought, us. I thought of Ned Yost. Yeah, as this was happening. Okay, what would and Ned well, one, do? I would have. Yeah. Yeah, what would WWND, Ned do? WWND, I wish yeah. Ned was here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill said bat. No, you don't want to kill the bat. But Birds, how, forget about it. But how the hell are they going to catch it? You know, I mean, yeah. that, was my, that was my thing. I mean, uh, uh, a two-by-four towel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't going to cut it. No, you know you're, I mean? not, you're never going to catch you know those, it. You know those, oh, I like, know exactly what you're talking about. Towels. Yeah. It's a Gatorade, you know, the Gatorade, little Gatorade towel. They have the size of one of those. That's what tr- they were using. They were trying okay. to... <laughs> Fling it over as the bats fly around. Like, this is not going to no, work. This is, this is not going to I didn't have any other helpful ideas. Nobody did, but you kind of had to just wait the thing out. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. Would man. you like to go back to the upper, to the upper, you know, did it go into a phone booth and change back to a person? Though? Don't, Doesn't, don't bats yeah, do that? They I, change back to people think, in the phone booth? I would think. And then I, then I was wondering, Mike, well, it's Allen Fieldhouse. It's old, right? Yeah. I mean, was that thing like sleeping for? <laughs> Could have been sleeping and hanging in the for rafters decades. for years. Yeah, that thing's for a thousand-year-old bat. Now it's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's terrifying. That's where all the bodies are buried. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that would be. Good. How would they make Batman today with no phone booths? Then of course it's it's circling up, you know, the upper deck, and 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 a lot of times like uh, uh, teams will bring their basketball team to the. And there's the, you know. 12-year-old girls up there just screaming. Ah! <laughs> and swooping through. And I'm like, oh, man, you're going to terrify these kids that are at this game. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, oh, that is great. It was silly. So that was, a, that was a first, I guess. Way to go. Um, 
From the 913, what about the cassettes that would then play your CDs in your car? I had, I had one too. of those, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. When the, the CD player came out, I they had the... Yeah. got the CD player, but I got the disc band. Right. Right? And then you plug the cassette... Into the CD player. Into, the C- yep. into, into, into there, and then it, it connected to the CD player, and then it would go. And mm-hmm. then later on, when we had the phone... Then you could keep that same device and plug oh, it into you your could. phone. Oh, you yeah. could. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't upgrade oh, that for wow. a long Look time. Look at you. So you rolled with that for a while, yeah, huh? I rolled with that, that cassette in there for All a long right, good time. Good for yeah. you. I had no idea you could do that. Because I had, I mean. Because the disc man was never stable enough no, either. No, 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 like no. Like no, you'd no. plug it in and then you'd set it on the seat. and it would, Right. It bounced. And it was yeah. always skipping. Yeah, it, was, it would always it was skip. Terrible. It was no good. And then if you had a passenger, forget about it. You couldn't use yeah. it at all. Yeah. Where are you supposed can to you, put it? Can you hold this? Yeah, because consoles weren't like th- that back in the day. Can you hold this while you were driving and try to keep it steady yeah. so it doesn't Do not skip. move that CD. Yeah, I went through that whole era, too. If you skip during living on a prayer, I'm going to come over there. Speaking of that, it is the anniversary of the CD. Well, I, I, don't know, I don't know if it is or not. I just saw a video of like oh. them releasing the first CD and explaining what it was in 1982. I don't know if it was this day. Might have been. May have been. Let's to just go with it, right? Circle, let's just, it, yeah. it would kind of complete some of the story. Yeah, let's just go with it. Yeah. Remember let's, when you had to negotiate for your floor mats from the 816? <laughs> yeah. At the car dealer. Yeah. 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 yeah you want we'll floor throw mats? in the floor mats and the undercoating. Yeah. What's what? going to take to get you out of here in this car today? Yeah. How about some floor mats? Done. Done. Yeah, let me go talk Let's to my manager. This. Let's get this thing underway. <laughs> Taken care of. Yeah. From the 913, I still have two cassette suitcases full of music. Wow. Yeah. My wife keeps, like, we've, we've talked about this, like all her CDs and things like that. What do you do with all What are you doing with your DVDs right about now? Because you feel like you don't want to throw them away. Right. I mean, like, what, we what, have what probably, are you doing? We have DVDs and DVD players just in boxes. Boxes, right? Like, so, stupid. I'm never using them but again. But everything's, for the most part, everything's available via streaming. So what do you uh, guys do with your DVDs? Uh, like, uh, we've got hundreds of these things. My wife's like, oh, we can't get rid of them. I'm like, everybody loves Raymond literally streams on Peacock. We can watch any episode at any time. Well, we, we spent all the money. Like, my wife is like, well, we spent the money, person, and doesn't want to get rid of this crap. I'm like, throw it all away. Nobody's buying this stuff. No, it just goes to waste now. Yeah, it's going. It's just taking up space in your storage. Mm-hmm. Be like that, that uh, that guy with your parents, or whatever. Just throw the crap away. Yeah, just throw the crap away. Yeah, yeah just get rid of it yeah. all. It's easier to throw somebody else's stuff away than it yeah. is your own, yeah. though. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. going back to the formats. Yeah. That's their latest commercial. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, that was that was my weird night last night. Right. Yeah. Congratulations! You didn't get bit and turn yeah. into a vampire. Yeah. Okay, you won did, by did you say? Digits, did, so it was good. Did you say I want to suck your blood at any point of the broadcast? No. 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 Well, should have. Do that on review. Yeah. Do that post-production. Uh, Travis Kelsey keeps it real on one Justin Tucker. The gift that keeps on giving. Next. Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Songs at ramp ups. And then we begin. Almost. 
are we going to start? Back in on a Thursday. Yeah, right. <laughs> Along with Bob Besco, I'm Josh Kligler, Isaac Deer producing today. Uh, text line always open for you at 913-586-7610. So many back-in-my-day texts oh, coming in great. right now. It's, yeah. It is pretty yes. awesome. Pretty awesome. People talk about their pull-out stereos and their oh, faceplate. Yeah. Remember, you, you used to take those out because you didn't want somebody to steal your stereo. Nobody would know it was yeah. in there if you took the face off, right? Yeah, well... First, it was the full pull-out one. Yep. Oh, God, you had that with one. With the handle huh? on, uh-huh. man. I saved so much money to get that Alpine. Uh-huh. And it wasn't staying in there. Right. You, you didn't You didn't dare park that car oh, with that thing God, in there. Oh, God, no, 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 you no, no, no. You out. pulled you, it out. You took it to class with you. Uh-huh. You had to take it out, right? So, <laughs> it had its own little bag. You got to you <laughs> pop the face off. And, and then, yeah. then, then they evolved to the face ones. Yep. And, but the, the, the uh, problem there was... That if someone broke in your car, they could still damage the stereo. Right, exactly. Like mad that, oh, the face is gone. Boom, and they and punched the stereo. stereo. That was yeah. always the fear anyway. I don't know if anybody ever really did it. Right. But that was always the fear. But then you could you only had to take that face plate with you and just tuck it in your pocket yeah. and you were you were off and going. That's exactly right. And then man. you had the you had the trunk The trunk ten disc change. Trunk yeah, ten disc That was badass. Big yeah. time. A huge huge Big deal. Time. Huge deal. When you're rolling in an eighty-two Buick Century, Josh, yeah. and you've got the ten disc changer mm. in your trunk. Just cruising. That is heaven on earth, my friend. Just cruising. That is heaven on <laughs> yeah. earth. Yeah. And then you had to fiddle with the changer. It was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So that last song for you, seven eighty five guy. I still have an eight track of Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell album. That's right. That's good. Get to the nice get job. to get to the chorus of that one and play it next yeah, segment yeah. for right, us, right, would you? It's a long yeah, it's a long. It, was, it was kinda last second. But I like IKD is your new nickname, by the way, like IKF. You're IKD. IKD. All right. Sounds too serial we'll killer it. for me. Uh, um <laughs> But we have Meatloaf and an eight track and also a bat reference. So well done by you. Yeah. I mean, this we're just bringing all the all of our dumb stories of the day, full yeah, circle. Yeah, share your dumb story with us. 913-586-7610 on the text line today. Whatever dumb story it is, and just share it. Number of people like to point out, vintage stock will buy your DVDs. Yeah, but like, is it worth the gas money to drive <laughs> to, yeah. down there, right? Like, yeah. what are they going to give me, three yeah. cents for the Everybody Loves They're Raymond like, trilogy? Weekend at Bernie's, 15 <laughs> copies of this. <laughs> yeah, right, um, six cents. Beverly Hills Cop. Four oh, cents. There you go. Yeah, like, how much are they no. going to give you for it? That's the <laughs> thing, right? Have you ever gone and sold stuff at, like, half-price books or any of these places? Sometimes, but it's usually not worth you know it's not here's 15 things to get three dollars and 43 cents back thanks. right thanks wow, like, wow and now just, it's store credit and that's usually like video game. that's why i mean i don't i don't think i hoard a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but i've kept basically every video game unit i've ever owned almost except for like desperate times where you sold them off for cash you know whatever right so but because i would always take them in i'm like what do you mean this was 65 dollars a year ago you want you want to give me Four bucks for it? Mm-hmm. No, no. So I've always kept the game. You kept so, it, yeah. So I have like way too many video games that nobody plays, mm-hmm. but they're there. But they're there because you're you're I'm keeping it as opposing that. to selling it for there's three dollars. No, yeah, there's no return on that. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've, I've probably done that a few times. All right, uh, Justin Tucker. The Justin Tucker story just keeps going. It's great. One because we just didn't gather everybody involved and have them speak on the same day, mm-hmm. so it's been extended now into basically a full week, which is fine. We had Justin Tucker discuss it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Mahomes discussed it on the drive here on Six Ten Sports Radio on on Tuesday, right? And then yesterday, uh, Kelsey on the New Heights podcast. Of course, you got to get this of out. Course, had to get into the uh, to the Justin Tucker incident mm-hmm. uh, involving the the uh, is that like this uh, the you know the string cheese incident yeah, like I think the so. Justin. Tucker incident that does sound like a good band it name is, it is good <laughs> the, 
I would say the Justin Tucker experiment would be. Oh, I do like would that. Be, would be yeah. a pretty good one for me. Yeah. So I don't know. At this point, do I have to explain what happened, or do we all know what happened? You I think I mean? we all know what happened. Justin Tucker's a douche, and the Chiefs weren't happy. Right? Tried to warm Did him I on the sum field. that up? Kelsey, up Kelsey took his stuff and threw it away, and yeah. Mahomes then continued to throw his stuff away, and they didn't like the fact that he was doing a little gamesmanship, and apparently mm-hmm. he's done this multiple times to them uh, in, in Baltimore. And so uh, Kelsey on the New Heights podcast yesterday pulling no punches. I'll take your word for it. I'll do it again. Just we'll, we'll clean it up for the podcast version. Uh, Travis Kelsey yesterday on the New Heights podcast pulled no punches. We're warming up, and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you sides are, they get, they get a chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always, if you're, if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way, you know. You you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a <laughs> about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up, and they're yeah. dropping. Eyes are looking left, and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous, really. But like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but he got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and Pat, we were, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame, have yeah. the right mindset. And we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it. And uh, so Justin, Sorry if we took it to a level that you didn't think it'd get to that play, but if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, I can one-up you every time. <laughs> Which I do like. Like, I was thinking yesterday, like, that. that's kind of how I am. I'm very vindictive, as you know, Josh. I cut people off very fast, right? And if you, if you, if you cross me and I don't like it, I'm done with you. And dead I move to on. me. Dead to me. Move on, right? And I kind of feel like that's where we are and then and the Chiefs and, and those guys are with Justin Tucker. They tried to keep it a little light, but you could tell. I mean, this guy's getting in the way and trying to hinder their progress. And it didn't work because they went out there and they kicked Baltimore's ass and they're in the Super Bowl. And Justin Tucker is now playing in the Pro Bowl games. You know, as somebody said the other day, enjoy dodgeball at the Pro yeah. Bowl games, Justin Tucker. And so uh, karma. Kelsey then later went on with with Pat McAfee. Yeah. And so he was interviewing Kelsey when Mahomes made a cameo mm-hmm. in the background of their uh, background of their Zoom. And then both the football people. Hey, how are you? Hey, Justin Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He was going to beat your ass. You know that? Hey, Pat, he's going to beat your ass. I'll tell you, Pat, me me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. <laughs> of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah. He can't have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were, I was 1,000% getting flagged for that one. Could you too. imagine you two sprinting on the field? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your guys' relationship is sweet, too. Yeah. You and Patrick. Uh, you right an absolutely beautiful thing. <laughs> so. That was cool. Patrick makes a, just kind of sticks his head into the shot. Yeah, hey, like, we'll yeah, bring him in here, and then it was yeah, nice. I, it was cool. They were planning to they were planning to taunt and get a penalty. Yeah, 
I do like that. <laughs> if he missed, if he missed, missed it, they were going to run out there. Fantastic. It makes you love those guys even more, pretty, doesn't it? Pretty good. From the 913. Wait, football has unwritten rules too? What are some of the other ones? That That's it. That's the only, this isn't baseball. We're not getting down that rabbit hole with baseball where you yeah. got everything is an unwritten rule that's yeah. not written. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. That's just fantastic. That's done right there. That's the only unwritten rule. Don't get in the way of the other team. Have get your some, carcass down to the other end. Decency. Be, be a simple. nice person. That's about pretty it. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, the Chiefs have apparently lost their math guy. Good. We'll get to that next. There's the chorus of Bat Out of Hell. Back in on a Thursday. One I of mean- the great balladists of all time is Meatloaf, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the tastier bands. Yeah, really is. Meatloaf is an underrated menu mm-hmm. item. Every time you have Meatloaf, you go, mm, I, should I should have, have this more. more. Yeah. yeah. And then you never do. No. no. And then you didn't get that recipe just right yeah. ever again. That one time you had that meatloaf that was so awesome, and you can never, you can never, re- you never re- got the concoction correctly again. It's basically um, ground beef with tomato sauce or ketchup on top, and you just bake it, right? Yeah, with okay. some spices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to get the spices right. Got to get the spices. I like right. it spicy too. So it's, oh, it's spicy meatloaf. It's, right. it's hard to kind of get right. Okay. Uh, I, I mentioned going in the break the. The Chiefs lost their math guy, and you said good. Good, yeah. We don't <laughs> no, need any. I mean, we saw the is, math guy with Dan Campbell. No, this is the good math guy. Oh. Not one of those math guys. Oh, okay. This is a math guy that you need. You need? Yeah. What kind you of math need... guy do I need? <laughs> <laughs> the the cap manipulator guy. Oh, the finagler. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Brant Tillis. Who? Was, the, uh, was with the Chiefs. And and now heads to the uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Why would you leave the Chiefs for the Panthers? He was the vice president of football operations. I think now he's the executive vice president of football operations. I don't know if that's a promotion or a pay raise. Mm-hmm. I would say pay raise. Pay like raise. if he left to be a GM, I would get fine. Yeah, but he's also been credited with being the cap guy here, negotiating right. contracts, doing the Pat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, like really good at his job, right? Yeah, no, like this is extremely good. Yeah. yeah, this is a big loss. This is a bigger yeah. loss than anybody else. I think they've lost in the front office over the years. I mean, this right? is a guy who's like the math guy, right? You know how I figure am. figure how figure out how it works, and he's been really credited with with manipulating the cap and, yeah. and making sure that uh, you know they're doing contracts right and those types of things. And yeah, it was very very well regarded. And uh, scooped up by Carolina now. Well, and, and again, I mean, maybe you just get stale in your job and you're ready for something new and a new change. Because I, I don't think going to Carolina affords you a better opportunity to win than what you have here in Kansas City. Maybe his wife or somebody like that is from Carolina. They want to go back. It's not a cost of living thing. So you're going to have to give him a fair or you know, raise. Like, or he's bored. Or he got yeah. Pat done. I mean, what more yeah, you like, it could no, be true. I, would, I, I wouldn't think that'd be boring. I think because you have Pat Patrick done. 
leads to other challenges, which yeah. would, would, would maybe he's seeing, fire you up. He probably is seeing in the future Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed. <laughs> he's, he's going, I'm I, out. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what kind of magic you want me to create here. I'm going to get a drink thrown in my face by Tepper before I have to try to negotiate these two so, things. So, this ain't happening. Yeah. So I got to go. Uh, but the, like, I, I'm never one of these, oh, okay, you know, we're going to miss this guy, you know, whatever, you move on and do your thing. This is one of those guys that you kind of keep an eye on because since John Dorsey left and Brett Veach has taken over the salary and, and Brett Tillis was here, I think during Pioli, if I'm not mistaken, like I think Scott Pioli originally brought him into the fold. He may have even been here before that. Like this guy's a long time chiefs employee that you never heard of before, but a very important chiefs employee. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Now, do I think they're going to miss a beat? Probably not because this organization has shown Josh when they lose somebody, they upgrade, they lose Alex Smith. They upgrade to Patrick Mahomes, right? Like it's, it's crazy how they're able to go out there and constantly upgrade and get better. You lose John Dorsey, you get, you know, Brett V. I mean, it's just been a remarkable, remarkable way of replacing people and players in this organization. You get rid of Bob Sutton and you get Steve Spagnuolo, who's going to go down as the greatest defensive coordinator probably of all time. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can find another, you know, kind of math guy that's able to, quote unquote, manipulate the salary cap, finagle the salary cap, whatever the case may be, make things disappear. Like that's an important guy to have. So Carolina's getting a pretty good one. Yeah, you know? This was his, this year his 14th season with the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, so he, he was, yeah, he was here before Andy and all them guys. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's what I thought. Yeah. So salary cap management, roster strategy, and optimal use of club resources. Yes. Kind of yes. But. So he knows how to stretch a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to Carolina. And again, I don't know. It's a lateral or a. Well, that executive, that executive, adding is a, the executive it's like assistant head coach, you know, associate. You, and then you go assistant yeah. to associate or whatever. And yeah, those are considered executive head so coach he VP of a bar operations here. Now the executive VP, <laughs> I believe of that in, uh, in Carolina. Well, so, good. I hope he does well for so Carolina. Good, Congratulations. Good kind of, good kind of math. Yeah. Guy. Good kind of math guy. All right. You were, uh, were you having a conversation with a maybe non sports fan? Non 100% sports fan. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, you know, go, going to the J, you run into like various, I mean, say various levels of, people. I want to say P1. I didn't know if that was too like inside or whatever, but um, not a P1 sports fan. Like, no. a, like a Uber sports fan or a casual sports fan. I think a little a less than a casual fan. sports fan. Like, okay. like, like the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, so he's kind of paying attention to what's going on, right? And this guy at the J who's like an engineer, right? And uh, you, months ago, before we. Well, that says it all. Yeah, right, right. But, but morning, I, I, morning, I, morning, Dad. I actually, I actually like talking to people who aren't diehard sports fans because they don't feel the need to unload all of their hot takes for 20 minutes on you. Like, yeah. th- this guy. Never knew what I did for a living. I've seen him for years at the J, right? Just, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And one day, the the Pat McAfee shows on in the gym locker room, and he says out loud, and I'm standing there, he goes, how do people sit around and talk about sports all day? Like, like, like we've got people never even played that it's are val- sitting there talking about sports. It's a valid question. And I go, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how people question. do that, right? I have Numb no skulls, idea I call them. how people do that. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, we started talking. So what do you do? And I'm like, I talk sports all day. He's like, oh, okay, I'm an engineer at wherever, you know, Black and Veatch or wherever the case may be, right? And so we're, we're having this conversation. Oh, so you used your education. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, all right. that's exactly right. <laughs> and, I mean, like, this guy's sharp as a tack, right, obviously, because he's an engineer. And he's sitting there and he's talking to me yesterday because the McAfee show's on and they're talking about Patrick being, you know, quote unquote, the greatest of all time. 
And, and, and again, this is why I love talking to the non-hardcore sports fan, because I think they have a different perspective than we do. You know, we're all just tunnel vision, and this is the way it's supposed to be. And sometimes, no matter what it is, whether it's some, you know, somebody different, you know, you can see the forest through the trees type of thing. And so he says to me yesterday, he goes, why do we have to have a goat in everything? Why can't we base it on generation? And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? That really is the best way to look at it. He goes, because... I don't know if Bart Starr was any good or anything like that. I go, exactly. We can't talk about players we didn't see. We know he's good because they told us he was good. But Bart Starr wouldn't be good in this generation. Who's that guy that played at Baltimore that we talk about all the time? Johnny United. He would not be good in this generation. It's a completely different generation of football than where we are. Why can't we sit here and just say that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of this generation and Tom Brady's the greatest of the previous generation because it really is in sports hard to compare eras. And, 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 and I think Tom Brady was probably more in the era in, in the majority of his career of a Joe Montana than he is in a Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it didn't become a passing league until like the last 10 years of Tom Brady's career. And so he said, why can't we just pick these greatest of the generation instead of the greatest of all time. And I'm like, yeah, you, you, you make a lot of sense. There. I said, but then you end that argument of people who talk sports all day. You know, you can't debate who was the better quarterback, Bart Starr or Patrick Mahomes. There's really no debate. It's Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick is the greatest of this generation. And then he said to me, he goes, and then if we want to judge greatest of all time, why are we judging it based on how many Super Bowls they won? And he goes, that's a team award. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually talked to a friend I of mine know. who works in baseball yesterday. And he's a big University of Texas fan, right? And 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 he was uh, he was talking about um, you know if 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 you if you can't go to UT, you go to Texas Tech. I'm of like, course, yeah, yeah. And, and so I said, tell me somebody from UT that's more famous and better at their job than Patrick Mahomes. And he's like Earl Campbell. I'm like, how many Super Bowls did Earl Campbell win, right? And he goes, well, that's not that's a team award. And so somebody else said that to me yesterday. I'm like. Yeah, why is it like the quarterback and the head coach are the only two that are that judged are on, yeah. on Super Bowls? Like, we're not looking at Chris Jones right now if they win the Super Bowl going, Chris Jones won three Super Bowls, so he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. We're not we're looking at Chris Jones' numbers. We're looking at his production. We're looking at his eye test. Going, yeah, that guy's one of the best. He's in the Hall of Fame. It's but for quarterbacks, con- it's just all about the it's all about the Super Bowls. Better Chris Jones out of his control if they win a Super Bowl or not. Uh, the quarterback has all the control over winning Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's right. It, 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 it's really bizarre. Like, if, if Patrick never gets to those seven Super Bowls, does that mean he's less of a player? And the answer is no, because it is a team game. Like, I understand judging head coaches, right, on Super Bowls and managers on World Series and all that kind of stuff. But, but you know, I, I think the reason we judge the quarterback on Super Bowl wins is because it's just an easy way to kind of separate them from the pack. Oh, this guy led his team to four Super Bowls or three Super Bowls. It doesn't mean like Joe Montana, let's use for an example, who's got four championships, or Terry Bradshaw is the better example. Do you really think Terry Bradshaw on any given day in his prime is better than what Patrick Mahomes is doing? No. But Terry Bradshaw played behind the Purple People Eaters, and he had that great defense. You're on a roll. And he had that great defense that he was able to benefit from, right? And so he gets credited, Terry Bradshaw, four-time Super Bowl champion, and people put him on this level. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick wins the Super Bowl. He ties Troy Aikman. Are you telling me Troy Aikman on his best day could hold Patrick Mahomes' jockstrap? Mm Mm-mm. 
No. I didn't wear one either. No, that's probably, true. You probably, didn't wear I mean, one. Probably neither. Or possibly. I don't know. I don't know. You were a jock or not. Um, so I, I just thought it was I a really. nobody does anymore. So nobody no. does. No. I just thought it was a really interesting conversation from somebody who's kind of just a very casual sports fan saying, we got to think of a better way to judge who the greatest of all time is. Let's just talk about the greatest of their generation and not worry about is he going to live up to this many Super Bowls or that many Super Bowls? Because there's a good chance he doesn't. I mean, it's seven. It's a big number, right? It's a hard number to achieve. And so if Patrick Mahomes gets the six Super Bowls and continues to play like this and put up numbers like this for the next 15 years, but falls one short of Tom Brady, are we really going to say Patrick isn't the greatest, isn't the best, isn't better than Tom Brady? I think the answer is no. Patrick Mahomes is also doing it now. In a, in, a, in a league that is all about passing, it's all about the offenses, and he's doing it with weapons that have been subpar this year. We look at this week's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We look at this week's under pressure list. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With a road rage attitude Pulled up beside me Talking on his cell phone He started yelling at me Like I did something wrong He flipped me the bird And then he was gone Some beach Somewhere There's a big umbrella Casting shade Over an empty chair Hey, listen, coming up at 8.50, your next chance to win and get registered to win, I should say, the $500 Hy-Vee gift card. We're playing a highlight from one of the big games. You tell us which game. Simple as that. Five qualifiers for this week. Two more to go today and tomorrow. Be listening coming up at 8.50 for your chance at qualifying to win the $500 gift card from our friends at Hy-Vee. Let's do a little uh, little under pressure, little, uh, bi-week under pressure. little bi-week under pressure. A little bi-week under pressure. Pressure isn't supposed to break us. It's designed to make us. In these veins, nothing but ice water. No pressure. It's time to see who's under pressure this week on Fesco in the Morning. Little vanilla ice. <laughs> Uh, Under pressure this week. We got some uh, interesting ones, I think, of who's under pressure this week. And 
If, 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 I, if I was going to do it all over again, I would probably become a pilot. I love the airline industry. I think it's fun. I went up to the tower at KCI back in December and watched the planes land and do all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I just love flight, right? And my wife won't let me become a pilot. She's afraid I'm going to die. Um, I so, fall asleep too easy on planes. I don't think that I could do that. Yeah, like you a probably could. Pilot, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that'd be the criteria. Like, Hi, this is Narcoleptic Josh. I'm yeah. flying the plane today. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So I. They don't want me. They don't want my kind. Right. And you just get back in the back of the plane and go to sleep, just, sir. Just put that neck pillow yeah, on and yeah, fall right. asleep, right. right? And so this week for Under Pressure, I'm going with the Las Vegas airports because wow. there's multiple airports in Las Vegas. However, the issue is there are no available slots to land planes for Super Bowl weekend because the entire city is being full invaded. is yeah. being invaded because you do realize next week there's a live golf tournament out in Las Vegas as well. I saw that. Right. It ends on Saturday. So like, oh, we'll compete with this. It's competing all week with the Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl isn't a Sunday event. It's an all week, you know, event. And so people, unless the flights are previously scheduled, you're not getting in and out of Las Vegas. They've sold all of their landing slots. Right. And so it became a big story because people were wondering, oh, my God, could Taylor Swift get a landing spot to land oh, for boy. the Super Super Bowl, oh, right? Boy. And so apparently, this is what I was reading, right? The NFL purchased plenty of slots for everybody to get there because they knew it was going to be big. Um, and they gave the NFL gave one of their landing slots to Taylor Swift. The problem is there's no room for her to park her jet on the runway. So it's going to have to leave and go, I guess, somewhere else uh, because the parking lot is now full at the airports, full. too. Wow. Right? Like everything is full. At the airport. I so, mean, I, I'm guessing. I don't know this. I mean, I know we've flown into Vegas with the charter before, and there's, like, private planes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, high roller city. You're flying people in and flying sure. people out. I'm guessing they probably have, considering, probably more private air airline parking, if that's everything. Yeah, maybe. You know, the, the, but they have then, multiple airports, then, right? Then your, regu- you know, mostly regular airports. I'm guessing their private business is pretty big yeah and so they probably have you know where are we going to park issues yeah at all times in vegas right like with airports (laughs) with with airplanes you know right plane so so that's that's become a big issue out there so the nfl gave one of their slots to taylor to make sure she gets to the game and that was awesome of them to do that so i guess the commissioner won't be able to make it now i don't know um but uh, but for me who's under pressure then the air traffic controllers in las vegas you screw something up by like a hot minute you've screwed up everything out there in Las Vegas. So to the air traffic controllers, the folks up at KCI, you guys do an awesome job. I wouldn't want to be doing that in Las Vegas this weekend at any of their airports because it's going to be a madhouse out there. I've never seen a story like this where they're like, nope, can't can't have any more flights. Yep, We're nope. full. Yeah, you're going to have to parachute in. God. <laughs> We're, cir- <laughs> We're circling, but you, you can't land. Oh, did you get the memo from the Chiefs? That's how yeah, you're getting that's there? That's probably how I'm getting yeah. there, too. There's mm-hmm. going to just going to throw me out the back of the plane. Yeah, you're going to land in uh, Phoenix and walk. Um, my under pressure is fans. Uh, I am curious to see what this Super Bowl is going to be like. For a number of years, we heard this is only a corporate thing. And mm-hmm. This is blah, blah, blah. And, and at times, I think it's that's been debunked a little bit. But um, Bob debunk? Bodunk. I know. Bodunk. Um, the get-in price right now. I can find you what's called a good deal on SeatGeek right now. Okay. It says, it says it right there, good deal. Mm-hmm. Section 326, row 12. Okay. In the end zone. And this is up-to-date information right Cheapest now. Cheapest ticket. End zone ticket. Third third section up. Mm-hmm. 
row 12. $8,393. Oh, wow. It went up from last night. $10. That's the cheapest ticket you can get in the door for right now in the secondary market. Almost $8,400 to yes. get in, just to get in. Correct. I was telling my wife about this yesterday, about what they're like charging for the Super Bowl and stuff like that, right? It's insane. It's no insane. Offense. And again, I'm a little jaded. I go to a lot of games. I'm working a lot of games. It's just a game. Well, I, I mean, for $8,400, you know I mean? like, there's no chance. The TV and radio products are fantastic. Right. And I'm going to be like, sit at home. Like, I can't fathom forking out this kind of money, let alone for two people, $16,000 to get in the door. To get in the door. And that doesn't include transportation. That doesn't include your hotel. That's that doesn't include going to food. The game. That's just, just a ticket That's to the game. getting in the door of the You're game. You're out $16,800 for two people to go to that game. That's a Nuts. lot of money. That is insane. Nuts. No, this one's including fees. They said there's like fees on top of it. No, this no, is, no, this, this is, is all in, this is all in is right? Including fees or whatever, but right. essentially, you know, $17,000 for Two of you. Can you can you do me a favor, text line? If you're going to the Super Bowl, please text me what you do for your job and are there any openings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, apparently there must be just tons of disposable income out there. I guess. But this is insane. Because my wife said to me last night, she goes, do you see these prices? I'm like, yeah. I was telling her about some of the packages that they're selling and how much they're charging for people to go, right? And and she goes, oh, my God, it's so expensive. She goes, how are people affording this? I yeah. go, well, I guess a lot of people have a lot of money. She goes, or they're just mortgaging their their, you know, their futures on this know, or something. Like, like, rating the kids' college fund. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this yeah. is insane. I'm like, so I, fans, if, if you're going, man. Let more, us know how you're affording more it. More power yeah. to you. I do know somebody that I I did ask, and I'm like, did you buy tickets? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how much you pay? Yeah. How much you pay? And they were... Eight grand a pop. Eight grand a piece. Yeah. For what kind and of seat? This is a business a business owner, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, my business pays for one of them. I go, but still. It's still you're paying for another <laughs> one, though. Yeah. <laughs> you still spent eight on the other one. And you and I were kind of it's talking crazy. about this yesterday, like with these ticket prices. Like, I don't even know if I have that kind of room on a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> well, you that's, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. I, let alone having the cash to back that up. I don't have a card that would fit. Up, right. You know? like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to know though, like what, what, if you can afford these prices, that's awesome. What are you doing? And are you hiring? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm interested. I mean, I, I love the game and I love it, whatever, but thankfully I'm, you know, getting paid a little bit. Right. <laughs> but, but if I want some of my family to go with me, well, I ain't getting paid anything. No, you're like losing money. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you basically have to cash your whole season in for something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, this is insane. I don't know how people uh, how people are doing it. Right, and I don't know how many. I, hey, if you're if you're if your corporation's buying it, whatever, I guess business must be better than everybody tells us it is. Oh yeah, I mean anybody. I don't buy any of the stuff. You Hard hear. economic times or no, every other no. every other thing I hear. And then you look at the and Super like, Bowl and people are just spending money like yeah, it's no. Like, no, no, no everybody's spending go? money. Five hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the, what's the most expensive you paid for a ticket. The most of I've ever paid yeah. for a ticket, a couple hundred bucks or something like that for concert tickets or yeah. something. And even that, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, you know. I, I, I mean, it was going to be Taylor Swift, you know, about $1,000 a ticket. I mean, if we're really talking about it. And, and even then, you're like, oh, my God, I can't pay that. I can't afford that. Like, I wish I could. I wish I was in that kind of tax bracket where $8,400 to go sit in the 300 level was no yeah, big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my goodness. It's it's it's, yeah. it's crazy. I'm, yeah, 
uh, maybe 500, 450 maybe at one point. Right. I don't even think I like World Series tickets. I think I, I think those are like 250 per or something like, like that. You know what the wild card game was in 2014 for an upper deck seat? Uh, 80 bucks. 80 bucks, yeah. <laughs> I think I got some whatever. Uh, they weren't sweet tickets, but that level or whatever. Yeah. At the World Series, it was like two fifty, and I was two fifty like a ticket. You're shaking, like, Here's yeah. My card, but that really was once in a lifetime. And I was like, okay, got got to do it. Chiefs are like every year now. I know. You know? Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you know, maybe this is the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the year. Finally, you know, I've got to go. But let's look. Let's look into the family here. And right. Just check it out. I'm like, it's baby time. And I saw. It. I'm like, what? Nope. You're gonna stay home. You're gonna enjoy this on the TV. What? And that's the thing, though. Too, you look at the ticket prices, right, and where you're gonna sit. Go to Costco. They got great TV deals going on right now, and and you can sit at home. I mean, the TV 8, product 000, is so good in the NFL. For $8,000, well, heck, let's just double that. Mm-hmm. For seventeen, you probably get a pretty sweet basement. Oh, you could do your whole basement <laughs> over it. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like, absolutely, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I think the pressure is like, I don't even think the pressure is on fans, but it's yeah. just like, is this one going to be – and I know there'll be a ton of Chiefs fans, and I'll go, my goodness, this yeah. is unbelievable. And that's but what I'm asking. Like, you how, always kind of yeah. wonder, is this, you know, you used to have more neutral Super Bowl crowds. Yeah, you did. And I'm like, is this going to be that? Because this is just, like, super high rollers. We, we asked what people do to afford these from the 816 robbing banks, and the season is over. I did joke with, that with somebody <laughs> about that. I'm like, what if I just drove myself, <laughs> robbed some banks along the way, and let it ride? Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't cover your... You want to plunk down some money at the casino, right? Your hotel. I don't know. They're probably going to jack up food prices for a week. Yeah. Um, Maybe a lot of money's coming nuts. from San Francisco. From the eight one six StubHub reported on the news last night, there were only twenty seven hundred tickets left on the secondary market, and there was a forty percent increase in seat prices in the last forty eight hours. Man. Offense. I bend a lot of games. This is just a football. At the end of the day, it's just a football game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably been all of you probably been to a football game. You're yeah. like, but uh, you know what? This was an eight thousand dollar football game. It was way better. Yeah. No, it's just a game. <laughs> From the nine one three parents just realized little Jimmy isn't going to college, yeah. so we might as well use his college funds. I guess. Yeah. Jeez. I honestly would spend the eight thousand if I had it, which I never will before I go to the parade if we win. Yeah, and and so I'm with you on that. If I had the money, sure. I there are, every day I wish like I I just look at things like I wish I could provide that for my kids, or I wish I could provide that for my wife, or I wish I could provide that for my family. I'll never be in that area where I can just provide everything because this is where we work. But even if you right? could say I could do it. I'm just telling you, that ain't worth it. It's, it's crazy. $8,400 to sit in the upper deck is insane. It's a three-hour football game. You've seen hundreds of them. Yeah. <laughs> God. Just tell people you were there. Keep I your wish, money. I wish, man. I wish, I wish, I wish. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HC2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. And no, I don't have any openings for help. No. I can't. Those yeah, are all we taken. tried that already. Those are all taken. Didn't work. Those are all taken. Everybody has checked yeah. this week. Do you need help? <laughs> I don't have control over that, so no. No. Can I come hold your cord? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I? No. 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 Cannot. Okay. All right. You think we'll have a wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl? 20 years ago today was the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. Remember that? I do. And America lost their minds. 
I mean, my God, Congress is weighing in, and everybody's like, the children, the children, the children. Still the dumbest controversy ever. I wish it was back that, to that day, though. Like, it's much better than what's oh, going on today. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, that was just, that was just silly. I mean, You're like, how long ago was it? 20 years ago? Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah, so what? Right. <laughs> Slipped out. Big deal. Big deal. I mean, imagine if that happened today with social media, because 2004, there was nothing from a social media standpoint, right? I mean, the, the social media response would have been absolutely nuts had Janet Jackson fallen out today with Justin Timberlake. But the response to that, I mean, that was the game in, I, I believe I want to say it was Houston, and it was Carolina-New England in that game. And, you know, it was also, if I'm not mistaken, right on the cusp. Remember the Carolina Panthers being in, in the relevant? Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, being relevant. But it was right on the cusp of TiVo, DVR, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And some people had it, some people didn't. I remember I was at, at a Super Bowl party, and I don't think we had the TiVo or DVR or anything like that at the time. And everybody's kind of watching this, and you're like, did I just see what I thought I saw? And then you had to wait for your late local news, and by that time, it had become a federal case, right? Like, oh, my God, the children, cover their eyes! Yeah, it was, it was silly. Insane. Anytime Congress gets involved in something. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? And I guess they ramped up the FCC censorship oh, yeah. guidelines sure. and all that kind More of, of a stuff. delay. Yeah. Really got to really gotta vet people now to do the Super Bowl halftime show. Right, yeah. We don't want anything going wrong. Remember when they were doing that and they were rolling out like the Rolling Stones because they, they knew they wouldn't take mm. anything out? Mm. From the 720, can we use Frank Bucks and Apple Pay to buy a Vegas ticket? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, does Jason Kelsey count as a wardrobe malfunction? Valid question, Good question as well. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's any malfunction about it. No, that no. was all functional. Are will, you going to have a wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl? Can. I'm just hoping I don't have a technical malfunction. You never yeah, know. It's true. Yeah. yeah, they get a little dicey in this in the the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Uh, you can catch it on 106.5 The Wolf for there free. For free. Right here in Kansas City. Just turn on your radio. It really is a shame, though, how how expensive this are, and the, and, and the average fan can't get in. I get it. It's a business, and it's the biggest event of the year and all that kind of stuff. But there's still part supply, of me that's like. I know. I'm not saying there's not supply and demand. Right. Forces. Like, this is really popular. Let's get it up there. But this is this is robbery. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. This is just. And then, and people will do it. That's the thing. You know, uh-huh. it's not like, we're like, hey, let's everybody just stay home and. Drive the TV number up. We'll show them from the couch. No, the place will be full. It'll be it'll be packed. And and you know, part of me is just kind of, you know, a little a uh, little old school on this. Like I just wish like fans could afford to go to these big games. You know, I wish it was affordable. That you know, there was no secondary market like that for for tickets. Like you, you sold your ticket on on NFL.com and you paid face value. Like I wish that opportunity was there. For fans, because there's a lot of people, Josh, and you know them, that have been season ticket holders to the Chiefs for a hundred years, and they want to go to the Super Bowl, and they look at it and they go, "I can get like four years of season tickets for one Super Bowl ticket, or something like that." Yeah, you you can know, enjoy, like, yeah. you just yeah. the, the Joe fan just can't afford that, and that that really is unfortunate. I don't even know if Joe fan can afford to just go to Las Vegas and be there and hang out during the week of the game either. Like, so it's just it's so expensive. Sports has gotten to that level where. It's getting to the point of maybe it's getting just unaffordable for the average American, no, I, you know? I think it does. I think it does. And add Vegas to it. You know, there's going to be yeah. a markup. And I'm not saying not saying I didn't see this one coming, but to this point, I didn't see this one coming. No. Not at a price like that. So, Crazy, good, man. Good luck to uh, good luck to all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best of luck, yeah. We're, 
who are heading out there. Right. Mm-mm-mm. And then you can go to Vegas anytime. Like, I'm I'm like I'm like the anti-tourism director for for Las Vegas right now. Too. Right, you are. Like, yeah, you can go to Vegas anytime. It's always open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it, except for COVID, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be this week. Yeah. or next week. You know right. What I mean? Like, like oh, it looks like fun, but whatever. Like, meh, I can go and do this for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, next week. We <laughs> can. Everything will be in shambles. Yeah, yeah. It is cool that they that they're they're doing the the live tournament there though. Yeah, That's, yeah. You were there in Phoenix last year. They had the Phoenix Open yeah, going on. Didn't I you mean, pass out on the 17th? <laughs> I did not. No. But a lot of a lot of places. I, I just think about this with Kansas City. Like if we had the Super Bowl, right, mm-hmm. with the roof and we had the Super Bowl, yeah. that would be it. Like we'd just shut down. Like we're just having the Super Bowl. What, right. What, what, what more do you need? Some of these places are like, no, we need to add these events to go with it. When we were in New York, that New York Super Bowl is still like the most amazing. There was so much happening that week. Yeah. Various. There was hockey. There was NBA. There mm-hmm. was there were concerts. There were. I mean, there was. I think a USC fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, I mean, there was like there was like so many events, and, and that I, was just New York, right? And I was thinking about this this one too. Well, there's a there's a golf tournament. Arizona last year there was a golf tournament as well, right? Um, I haven't checked if you know hockey's in town that that weekend. Or, they are. Or not. They, they are. are yeah. yeah. Alex has already called my wife looking for tickets. And then uh, I'm thinking if this if we had the game here, we'd be like. What more do you need? We have the game. We have the game. We have the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's it. Come to Kansas City, Mm -hmm. hang out, dine, do whatever. There's not going to be any other events. This is the event. This is the event. Are you guys insane? We need more. (laughs) What do you mean you need more? It's the Super Bowl. (laughs) But yeah, New York was that first one where there was so much else going on. I mean, it was just like the whole, there was something every night, multiple things every night where you're like, wow, can this town handle this much action? Of course it can. It's New York. Right. Like here we'd just be like, nah. Yeah. It's in Las Vegas. It's light up a cigarette and hang out at the slot machines. Yeah. Seafood buffets, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but you can do that again in two weeks for like. For, yeah, nothing. $69 a night. Yeah. They'll be welcoming you. Yeah. Come on to Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the, I'm the anti Vegas. Right look, I think they've, I, I think they've bounced back nicely from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They've the F1 right. races, the Super Bowls, right. the NFL, the NHL. Like, think about this, though, guys. About eight years ago, it was. Tony Romo could not go to Las Vegas for a fantasy football convention. And Correct. now the now they have, you know, advertising deals with every casino gambling entity out there and the Super Bowls in Las Vegas. But eight years ago, Tony Romo couldn't go to a fantasy football convention in Las Vegas. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And now the NFL's like, my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the casinos like, hey. Yeah. My guys. Hey. hey. Where you been all this time? Good to see you. Give Kiss on hug. the cheek. Kiss on the cheek. Give me a hug. Have some parm. We will chat with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio. Of course, overnight's right here on 610 Sports Radio. The Chiefs are back. There's some dysfunction in other areas of the NFL and more. We'll chat with Ben next. Festo in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins the show every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio.
time for our check-in with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio. Of course, you can hear him overnights right here on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by The Landing in Liberty. And Ben, here we sit. It's February already. How about that? February 1st, and the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. No one should be surprised they're back there, should they? Uh, well, the way they look during the season, guys, let's be honest. It's not like they, uh, they didn't deserve the criticism they got. It was a, it was a tough to watch football team for some stretches with their wide receivers, but yeah, it's been, it's been nice to see them rally back. And, uh, I, these are two legitimate road wins, right? The bills and the, and the Ravens, you, you beat those teams on the road and it's not like people can question the path of the chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, and I'm old enough to remember, Bob, when the conversation was Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game, and how's he going to do on the road? And yeah, how'd that go? Oh, it went pretty well for Patrick Mahomes. So, so all that being said, beating Tua, who's the alleged you know great quarterback, Josh Allen, who everybody wants to be better than Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, who's supposed to be the MVP, Mahomes and the Chiefs dispatched all of them. Why are they an underdog against Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Well, the Niners had a better regular season. That's why they had a, they're perceived to be the deeper team. They have more talent on defense. And although the Chiefs defensive numbers have been outstanding, but overall from top to bottom, the perception is the 49ers are the better team. They had a better, slightly better record during the regular season. But yeah, it is, it is odd. And as you know, the gambling market, we remind people all the time that are not gamblers. They just try to get even money on both sides. So they must, they must think, the conniving way of the bookmaker that by having the 49ers favored, they'll get chiefs money and it'll balance the books out on that. And then they don't really care who ends up winning the game because they make their money off the, you know, the, the money being even they'll make the they'll be guaranteed profit and all that. But yeah, it's, it's certainly from the outside, unless there's something we don't know about as far as like injury, it does look like a very bizarre point spread that, the Chiefs, the way they're playing defensively, forget the, I mean, the offense isn't that great on you know, the offense against the Ravens in the second half wasn't wonderful. They made some big plays late, but the defense and Brock Purdy has thrown like he's thrown one interception, but there've been like four or five passes that should have, could have, would have been interception interceptions, which you would think the Chiefs defense would be able to get the majority of those and pick them off. And that turns the game around, but the point spread We'll see if it changes. It went actually went back up. I saw a half point. It went down to one and a half, went back up to two. But those are the professionals. The people that bet early are the professionals. It's the the average person that's going to bet closer to the game. So we'll see where they bet their money. Ben, you said at times maybe the offense was was unwatchable. When it's at the end and you look at the numbers and you see Travis Kelsey was right close to 1,000 yards again. Uh, Rashi Rice was creeping on 1,000. Um, maybe if they play the final week, they get over those numbers. Isaiah Pacheco uh, did miss a couple of games, but he was really close to a thousand yards rushing. So you have two pass catchers, a running back, and what's believed to be the consensus top quarterback in the NFL. And yet everyone around was saying, well, that's not enough. <laughs> what world, well, are, we, what world are we living uh, in where two, <laughs> two legitimate pass catchers, a legitimate running back and the top quarterback coupled with the greatest head coach going uh, isn't good enough. Well, the the memories of the Chiefs regular season in some of those big games was your one of your receivers lining up offsides, uh, you know, drop passes. I think the Lions game, remember there was a big drop pass to begin the year. And the Chiefs led the NFL in drop passes this season. And that's kind of a problem. That's a but it hasn't been a problem in the plus. And tra the Travis Kelsey thing blows my mind. 
because he looked like he had one foot in retirement during his stretches of the regular season. At the end, I think it was the last like six or seven games. And then now he looks as good as he did in, in the, the salad days of his career. Uh, the last couple of playoff games, it's been vintage Travis Kelsey. So what did you give him, Josh? Did you give him something? Did you give him some like magic beans or something? A week, like a week off of rest at a key portion of the season. I think is what, it's what week 18 was. It was the gift that is now uh, keeps on giving. Yeah. Taylor must know somebody. She might, she might know something too. I don't know. She, she knows somebody hooked him up with something. I don't know, but it's well, working. Whatever he's it, doing. It, it, it's because they're all on board with what I've been saying for the last couple of years. As long as you have Mahomes and Reed, the regular season's irrelevant. Just get into the playoffs and turn it on. And here we sit. I mean, it's safe to say Travis saved himself for the part of the season that truly matters most. Are you saying this is a sandbagging effort by the Chiefs this year, Bob? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think in the regular season, you, it's, it's a dress rehearsal for the postseason. Go out there, see what works. If it doesn't work, throw it out. Don't use it again. Kadarius Tony gone, Sky Moore gone, McCall Hardman very limited right now. So I, I think they use the regular season like they're supposed to use the regular season as a major dress rehearsal for what the postseason is going to be about. Yeah, I, in addition, the other thing about uh, just flashing back to the regular season, the perception of the Chiefs is like you had the drop passes, but you also had how many penalties for the offensive line, right? That was a constant theme. Guys couldn't even line up right, and they were you know, lining up in the wrong position and just ridiculous unforced errors by the offensive line. Um, and that has been most not completely cleaned up, but it seems like it's not as big a deal as it was during the regular season. So, hey, hey listen, what do you want? You're right. It's working. Whatever they're doing is working. It's great. And now I, I, I you know, can guarantee we're still a ways away from the game. And one of the storylines is going to be, this is going to be Andy Reid's last game, no matter how many times Andy says he's not going to retire. Why would you ever retire? I mean, you've got, the, you've got Mahomes in the prime of his career. This is the coach's dream. Andy Reid's actually got a shot. If this goes the way it goes and the Chiefs can add some more receivers, he could end up passing Don Shula, not Belichick. Andy Reid could end up the all-time winningest coach, which would be bananas when you think about Everyone just assume, well, Belichick's going to get it. That's going to be it. And Andy Reid will not get there. But this should go on for several more years for the Chiefs, where they're going to be winning, you know, five at least five more years. They win ten plus minimum every year. Ben Maller, Fox Sports Radio, of course, overnights here on six ten Sports Radio. Uh, based on what we've seen, the regular season through the playoffs, uh, viewerships like through the roof. Even though we've got a, a rematch, will this be the most watched Super Bowl ever? Well, if you look at the numbers, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a ratings expert, but it certainly would appear that's the case. Although this, we just saw this a few years ago. Like, in, you know, this is fresh. We've seen this, this matchup. I do not buy the theory that the Swifties are the reason that the ratings are up. I don't, I don't believe they're actually watching the games, the Swifties. I think they're looking for content online, the engagement. But I'm... I'm going out. I'm putting my neck out. I do not believe the vast majority, the rank and file of the Swifties, are watching a three and a half hour Chiefs game to see Travis Kelsey catch seven passes. I don't think that's happening. But you know, the the, the, the ratings should be wonderful. They're always wonderful. You can put anyone in the Super Bowl, right? We've all said you can put the you know, Edmonton, uh, whatever they're called now, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Put them out there. People would watch if you put the NFL logo out there. So, and Mahomes is a rock star. The 49ers have a national fan base also because of the 80s with Montana and Young and those guys in the 90s. So you gotta it's not like you have the Cardinals or the Carolina Panthers out there. 
Well, as as Ben, you said, the, the 49ers and Chiefs preparing for the Super Bowl. We've got the Jets and the Cowboys coming to the front of the landscape. And as wonderful as the Super Bowl is, this offseason dysfunction in New York and Dallas is going to be better. Jerry Jones mentioning he could work with Bill Belichick. And then the Jets article that came out in The Athletic yesterday just bombing the organization about how awful they are. Why don't both teams just move on from their head coaches? Because clearly that's going to be the dominating story all offseason and all in the next season. It's going to be a disaster for both the Jets and the Cowboys next year. Well, the story with the Jets, though, with Nathaniel Hackett, who couldn't coach with the Broncos, and that is, I mean, they just painted him as the, the, the country bumpkin, like the village idiot as the offensive coordinator there. And it's just like a laid-back country club kind of atmosphere. That was really terrible. And it painted Aaron Rodgers terribly, the story in The Athletic, that you know he, he wants to win, but he's more concerned about winning you know, his way, being comfortable and having all his buddies there and all that. Like the Jerry Jones thing, it, it's, it's a yearly tradition. It's like the 4th of July or the Swallows returning to Capistrano or Punxsutawney Phil. Jerry comes out after the Cowboys gag in a playoff game and says – we're all in. We're going to win it next year. We're all in. I be, you know, It's like every single year. At some point, you think people would open up as they, they open their eyes and be like, okay, nothing's different. It's the same, old, the same old thing. But yeah, if you're Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones has pretty much laid out. He's the GM of the team, and he's laid out. Yeah, I can work with Belichick, and he's available, by the way. I could get him if I want. Yeah, I'd love to see it. It'd be great for our business. It'd be wonderful. If they're all in next year, what have they been doing? I think it's a that's a ter- terrible message for your fans. No, this oh this time we're going all in. We haven't we haven't really been this time though. We're we're all in. I also like the backhanded shot Jerry Jones took at Dak Prescott, who said we're going to go as far as Dak takes us, and that was this year the first round of the playoffs, losing to the Green Bay Packers in your own stadium and getting absolutely destroyed. And then you got Micah Parsons calling out the Cowboys. I mean, it's total dysfunction. You got Micah Parsons like, well, I hope we get the players. We need players. Like he's like, we didn't get the players last year. The assumption being uh, he's, he's pretty much laid it out. He's implying that they didn't do what they were supposed to do last year, getting players. But this year is going to be different for the Cowboys. And the next thing that the cycle of the Cowboys is, once the Super Bowl ends and then we get to the silly season, the Cowboys will sign a name brand player who's long in the tooth, but going to Dallas will find the fountain of youth, according to Jerry Jones. So you're Jerry. saying Odell Beckham and his 400 yards and his heist of $15 million are on their way to Dallas next year, huh? Yes, and he'll, he'll flash the smile. He'll bring a Kardashian with him to Dallas. It'll be wonderful. And Jerry will be smiling up there holding a jersey. It'd be great. Ben, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the Pro Bowl games beginning tonight. And we'll talk to you next week as we get set for real football finally. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There it is. Our guy Ben Maller bringing some sense to the conversation. Odell Beckham Jr. Go look at what his numbers were. Remember when everybody was saying we needed to sign him this offseason? They paid him like $15 million to do essentially what? Who did? Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. put up you know, Justin Watson numbers. That's why you don't overspend on overpriced old players. I didn't even notice him in the game the other day. I didn't either. Not until like like, the second half he appeared. I'm like, yeah, a couple catches like, whoa, uh, oh yeah, Beckham's here, isn't he? I forgot about that. Yikes. Yep. Uh, Ben drops by every week, brought to you by the landing in Liberty. Mahomes claps back at dead bod shaming. (laughs) We'll get to that next. 
Fesco in the morning. I would give anything to do a tush push with Blaine Gabbert. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that there were more than 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. Just singing about things you see. We've got uh, All you need is that, that, that road tomorrow, don't we? Uh, yeah, tomorrow is Groundhog Day. It's yeah. February already. Can you believe that? Time flies, like, where man. the hell did the month of January go? Is it February or February? Because I prefer Uary. And what is this rule? It's true. Yeah, February. Yeah. February, yeah. right? February. February. February, right? February. February. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I've got a friend of mine who's been complaining about January, right? Ask you something. Is it February or February? Because I prefer Uary. And what is this rule? Kept sending me like these images like, oh, January's the longest year. It's been the longest year this month of January. And I'm like, January now for me, Josh, I don't know about for you, but like January used to suck. Let's call it what it is. Cold, cloudy, dank, nasty. After the holidays, you have that letdown. January now has become an exciting, fun month for me because of the Chiefs. And it has taken the worst month of the year and turned it into what I think has become one of the best months of the year because you have playoff football going on right now. If it wasn't for the Chiefs, and I can imagine if you're like a Carolina fan, January hasn't been exactly the best month for you recently or a Cowboy fan or something like that. But with this team winning since 2019 and being in contention and in the running for the Super Bowl every single year for the last five or six years, January has flown by. Like I'm like, I can't believe we're sitting here in February. Already. Where the hell did the month of January go? But if it wasn't for the Chiefs, it'd be feel like it was like January Maybe 5th so. yeah, every yeah, day, yeah, you know? Yeah, because yeah, then you're just like, oh, when does spring training yeah, start? Yeah, like, right? Oh. Yeah, you're like, oh, God, spring training, please get here, please get here. Now the Super Bowl is so late, like there's three days and then spring training starts. And you're like, oh, my God, we got baseball and a parade. Yeah. The parade's the 14th, by the way, for those scoring at home. Mm. First things first. I don't want to. I don't want jinx. Mm-hmm. So people want to plan. I understand. I'm just. I'm just saying. Uh, you fly charter. You got everything taken care of. You. You don't have to worry about anything like us common folks, Josh. If I was, if I wasn't working, I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't be going either. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. To the parade or to the Super Bowl? To the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you go to the parade because that's all you can afford. That's all you can afford, right? They, again, I'm still looking for that job that would allow me to afford Super Bowl yeah. tickets. So if anybody's yeah. got one of those and there's openings, let me know at nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Chiefs and Niners on the eleventh, five thirty on one zero six five. The Wolf. Now, great text yeah. from the six two zero Bills fans enjoy January too because they have Mister January. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> that is really good. Yeah, I love that. So a uh, a shirtless Patrick Mahomes. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. Oh. January. <laughs> shirtless Patrick Mahomes made an appearance via NFL Films mm-hmm. inside the NFL. And, uh, boy, he got some dad bod shaming, didn't he? He, he did, man. Why what, what are people body shaming Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. 
there was there was there was a whole bunch of good ones. I gotta be honest, but it's him in the locker room, kind of shirtless, and it right. says, uh, "Seeing this photo makes me even more pissed. Nobody can tackle this man." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a little bit of a gut yeah, going on, yeah, right? He's got yeah. a little bit of a gut going on there. Jarek McKinnon weighed in. Mm-hmm. Mahomes got the dad bod. <laughs> He is a dad. Yeah. To which Mahomes responded, yo, why you got to do me like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny with all the videos you see, like Bobby Stroop put out, right? And then this one comes out. He's got a little lit, like, it, you, you look at Mahomes and you're like, all right, I kind of identify with you now. I got a little bit of a gut, right? We all got a little bit of a dad bod thing going on. He's got a couple of kids. What do you expect? It's okay. Still goes out there on Sunday, mm-hmm. but boy, they were quick to body shame him, this weren't they? A, f- a fake jerk McKinnon, by the way. But um, oh, it, it was, was a pers- an impersonator jerk. Oh, McKinnon. that's too bad. They didn't respond to him, and I think Jerk McKinnon did too. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, one, yeah, it happens. His trainer seems really intense. I know. So I'm surprised. You know, it's fine. He plays just fine. He doesn't. You know, his his. Bulk is good, I think. You yeah, know what I mean? like, right, right. It, it, I think, does lead to some stamina things, but it, it is funny seeing that too because I'm like, yeah, that, his trainer seems like he's kind of, you know, we've seen some of those workouts oh, God, he goes yeah. through. Like when he when he was twisted the other day, you know, then they sent out that video of he's working on that mm-hmm. in the training yeah. facility, right? A lot of the medicine ball stuff looks, you know, pretty, pretty rough, right? So. So, yeah, I, I'm glad he got a laugh about it. Like, hey, leave me alone. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I, I thought yesterday when I saw this come out and everybody started body shaming Patrick Mahomes with his dad bod, I'm like, well, you, you just poked the bear, right? Mm-hmm. As we've talked about with Patrick Mahomes, he needs something to get him kind of a little bit more motivated, tell him he's no good, tell him that he can't, tell him that he has a dad bod. And so everybody kind of poking the bear. Patrick Mahomes is going to take that dad bod and run rough shot all yeah, over San yeah. Francisco. You oh, know? and then watch out next year. Come on, Jack. He's going like, to have a six pack, right? The the league is screwed with Patrick Mahomes being in it. Yeah, they just are because he's going to take his dad bod, win the Super Bowl, then get ripped in the offseason, have a six pack, and go seventeen and zero next year nice. and win every game thirty five nothing. Let's go. Uh, head to see our friends at Jefferson's. You can use the code six ten sports for fifteen percent off your online orders for both carryout and delivery. Limit one per customer on a minimum order of forty dollars. Go get some wings at Jefferson's; they're fantastic. And uh, use the code six ten sports for fifteen percent off your online orders, both carryout and delivery. Mm-hmm. All right, go do that. Let's say hi to Nick. That's right. Tell him hi. Six ten send Nick Price at Jefferson's. Mm-hmm. Tell him six ten sent you. Uh, Kevin Durant actually played one played 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 shockingly <laughs> I joke played. I, I kid I kid I'm almost amazed now when an NBA guy does play right like, it's amazing yeah right if Embiid plays and scores you know 70 oh wow, wow. He played. and then the, he takes three weeks off first, I gotta recover yeah, from the that. first reaction was wow oh, he amazing. played and then secondly it was oh he had 70 and he had That's 70 cool. yeah cool so, uh, so Kevin Durant returned to, to Brooklyn it was a big night of returning last night because Damian Lillard returned to uh, to Portland last night as well. And told him he'd be back. Yeah, wh- why are you doing that? Right? Player tells you, "Well, I'll 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 be back at some point." What? Like your current team's going away? Hang Wait on a, a second here, and then Milwaukee promptly loses to Portland. They mm-hmm. they wanted their coach out. Doc Rivers isn't making any difference. 
Um, and and so they promptly lose to Portland, who's a very subpar team. And then Lillard is sitting there going, yeah, I'll probably, I see myself back here. So your current team is like, wait a second, what are you doing? Your current yeah. fans are like, I'm not buying a jersey with this guy's name on it if he wants to go back to Portland. But So it was like a big return night in the NBA, and Kevin Durant's back you know, in, in, in George Steinbrenner's box, he was in Steinbrenner's box. Right. And, and, and I remember like net fans, how excited they were, right. They thought they were going to win championships with Durant and all these guys. Cool right? story, yeah. It was awesome. It was, eight, a, I think he got there on the stage and they said eight, nine, 10, 10. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then Kyrie showed up and it would, you know, you know ruin the whole organization, the right. The whole cooler thing. I mean, it was bad. I mean, there's no bigger cooler in sports than Kyrie Irving, this side of Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. right. James Harden. Harden's a pretty um, good cooler yeah. as well so so like people were excited you get that big star player right he's, he's going to bring good things and it was an utter disaster in brooklyn that's why you can't assemble really these big star laden teams you gotta have the right mix of stars and role players and all that kind of stuff but that's a conversation for another day so like net fans are really oh my god we got kevin durant we're finally going to take over and, and win some championships and they did nothing and it became basically his career was meh you know in new jersey nobody really remembers the kevin durant nets era right you're going to remember him going to Golden State and buying himself a championship. You'll remember his, you know, opportunities down in Oklahoma City and now being a Phoenix Sun. You're not going to remember much about what he did no. in Brooklyn because there's not much to remember. And so I started to think about it. And, and this is where I want you guys on the text line to help me out a little bit. What athlete were you so excited to see come here to Kansas City but ultimately flamed out? I think for a lot of us, it's going to be Matt Castle, right? Because of that season that he had in 2008. In New England, when Tom Brady shredded his knee, he came in, they went 11-5, and and you're thinking, wow, they went out and they traded for Matt Castle. He came here, horrible situation, gave, didn't work out, Gave obviously. the total benefit of the doubt to Scott Pioli there and right. said, man, he only maybe played one season in New England, but this guy saw him in practice every day. Right, yes. This is going to work out. Right, exactly, so exactly, and it didn't work out at all here in Kansas City. So I immediately was like, yeah, that's kind of like, he's like the Matt Castle of Kansas city where you were so excited. Like we finally got a quarterback, right? And then it turned out to be a total dud. And and the whole thing with Scott Pioli turned out to be a total dud. You could probably say Ty law, you know, maybe in that category or Kendrell bell. Kendrell bell was the one that came to mind specifically to me. I yeah. mean, we had, I mean, we did a lot of stuff with him on here on six. Yeah. We were very excited. He was a great right. talker. Yeah. It was coming off a good career. It was ready to do some media. We did it. We had a show. On oh God. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was like super excited, and then boy, boy, he was a turd. Nothing worked. Uh, there. Nothing. He was. And then terrible. the other one I was thinking of. This is a, this is an outside the box one. Yeah. Luke Robitaille. Never heard of him. Excuse me. Remember the hockey player Luke Robitaille. Well, of course I do. But oh. I like. Well, he was part of that. You know, oh, the Penguins the, thing. The dream. Uh... The dream of an NHL team here in Kansas City. I remember when he, we went down there and. He comes out on the ice. I'm like, man, we're going to get a hockey team here. This is going to be really cool. It's going to be cool. Hey, there's Luke Robitaille there. That's awesome. Yeah. Could you imagine the sports landscape, though, in Kansas City had we had Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby here? I mean, you could acquire. I mean, you talk about superstars, right? You could acquire a really crappy franchise that's moving. Yeah. Or you could have got that, those cats. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. God. We'd have been a hockey town. Oh, huge hockey town. Huge way more hockey so, town. Way more so than an expansion team. Yeah. We got, if we got the Penguins in that group, mm-hmm. yikes. Oh, my God. It would have so been awesome. It started to me with Luke Robitaille because he was like the come here glad handing. was really excited. And I was on yeah. the ice at Sprint Center. And <laughs> we're going to get this thing. And I was like, oh, man. 
and nothing. And that one, that one, still like, ugh, still, mm-hmm. still stinks. Still but not. a lot of these names that are coming in, Josh, are these big names that you 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 spend and you waste money on, like Odell Beckham Jr. Adele, yeah, Peyton Hillis, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Juan Gonzalez is a great one. I know a lot of people are texting. That was an utter disaster. Yeah, he came here, had more Louis Vuitton suitcases in front of his locker than he did hits. And by the middle of May, he was done and gone, and you never heard from that guy again. Crazy. Andre Risen. <laughs> I think we're all excited about Andre Risen. Right. I don't know. He completely flamed out. Mm-hmm. Somebody says Jose Guillen. I guess I just I didn't know really of Jose Guillen at the time. Right. Before he got here, really. Mm-hmm. Like that he was supposed to be a star. Right. So I wasn't I wasn't that jazz because I, I i guess i just didn't know you didn't know enough about him, him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ryan sims storm davis peyton hillis storm davis i mean geez. josh gordon was coming off the how were you excited young. about him no there were people excited about josh but why gordon too. but why Potential. that guy like he didn't play for like 10 years Potential. you know yeah yeah so you can only get on the straight and narrow joe montana i don't think joe montana fizzled out here though he went to an afc championship no, I think game. joe montana worked yeah joe montana worked for the uh, for time more of those andre risen's girlfriend flamed out <laughs> oh wow <laughs> keep it coming 913-586-7610 the jay's southland toast service text line something we need to get to from the insanity department can't wait to hear it next Hey, this is Trent McDuffie. Wake up with Vesco in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. A lot of good ones coming in on the text line of who your Kevin Durant is, where you get really, really excited about him, and then he Left lays you. a turd. Left you hanging. Yeah. Any Royals free agent from 96 to 2010, just take your pick. Wow. Elvis Gerbach. I think what we're getting based on this list, Josh, is is hopefully folks realize that in six weeks, when free agency starts in the NFL, you go back and you look at this list and you realize, do not pay people you know to come here. It doesn't work. Or players that don't have anything left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who could yeah. be in that you know category, but you're like, I think they're done with their old team. But Right. right. Again, if they're letting you but, go in the NFL, the odds are there's a reason why, right? Yeah. Jonathan Sanchez. That's a good one, too. Steve Breston. Yeah. Or Breeston. Breeston. Breston. Depending on. Raul Mondesi Jr. every spring training through mid-March. Yeah. True. (laughs) Oh, that's really good. Oh, not the Bubba Starling comment. Yep, Bubba. Yep, Bubba's in there as well. Darrell Revis, as we talked about. Chuck Knobloch was another good one. I was really excited for Chuck Knobloch, and that was the days where I covered the Royals. And I was there every day out at Kauffman Stadium. I saw Chuck Knobloch once over the course of a 162-game season in person in the locker room. And that was only because, I don't know, was there something did something go on with Navy Perez where he had to address it? Or, I don't remember what the hell it was. And they made Chuck Knobloch come out and address like one time in his entire year with the Royals. I saw that man in person once. Mm. Wally Joyner? 
Wally Joyner's okay. He was okay, he? but the I mean, team wasn't any yeah, good. Yeah, the team wasn't yeah. any good, but I thought he was all right, wasn't he? I don't yeah. have to look at his Royal stats. I, I felt like I liked him. Yeah. Yeah, he was fine. When he was playing then, yeah. he was all right. Yeah, but the team wasn't the team didn't any good. Win anything yeah. at all. Frank White's a good one. <laughs> Dang. Terrell Suggs. Yeah, he really didn't give me anything. Ah, he got a ring. Didn't he have like a player too? Like a couple, you know, like a so, real, yeah. like real. I mean, that, that one was also no hurt. But it was also like they signed him in like January. That's what I'm saying. Right? That was no like, hurt. That was like yeah. just a few bucks. You want to come in and try to get the quarterback once or twice or right. whatever and do it for you. Todd Haley coming in. If you, you shouldn't have been excited about him, you didn't know who he was. Until no, the, I had no idea who he was. Yeah. No, no, no idea. You had no idea who that guy was. No, had no knowledge of the. Carolina offensive coordinator. Right. Don't even think I watched that Super Bowl. <laughs> you mean Arizona. Or Arizona. What did I say? Carolina. Oh, I, I would say Cardinals. I yeah. guess I said Carolina instead of Cardinals. That's all right. Um, from the insanity department, let's just get right to this. Okay. Uh, Jeff Saturday. on a Former first, NFL head coach. Jeff former Saturday. NFL head coach. On first take with, uh-huh. uh, with Stephen A. Smith. Brock Purdy. And Joe Montana are used in the okay, same sentence. Right. Okay. Wait for it. I think it's a gr- I think it's a great game. Like I'm super excited about it. And here's why. I I hope a little part of me hopes that Purdy shuts everybody else up. Because you just said it, right? This whole Joe Montana nonsense. He ain't got to be Joe Montana. Just be elite. Oh, by the way, he has been elite since he's became a starter. But no one wants to admit that. Everybody wants to look about trajectory and not what the kid has honestly done. I love this game. Really? A couple of things. First of all, Purdy is not Jimmy Garoppolo. He is an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo. That's number one. Rock, yeah. Excuse me. Rock Purdy. Sorry. In beating the Lions, <laughs> beat all six NFC playoff teams. Thank you. All six. Of, by the way, history, the only person who's done that, he's the first quarterback with that kind of conference playoff suite. Since Joe Montana in 1984. Say it louder for the like back, Steve. Right? I just gave you your history. Who Steve. was it again? Joe Montana. Okay. So let's take that into consideration. This goes back to the conversation I was telling you about earlier at the J with the guy who's not a huge sports fan and is like, why do we give the quarterback all the credit for the Super Bowls, right? Why are we giving Brock Purdy all of the credit for winning these games? Like, why are we doing this? And and Brock Purdy is one of those guys who I'm not a believer in. I'm just not. I I think eventually the uh, the the pumpkin's going to turn back into a mouse or whatever it was in Cinderella. So I I just think that Brock Purdy right now is a benefit of the system that he's in. I don't think he makes his team better. I think he's a great facilitator and uses the weapons that he I, has. I do too. I think I think he's great in the system. I think he does make plays. I think he he is getting a lot of criticism. You can't say them in the same sentence. He doesn't need to be Joe Montana, just be elite. <laughs> well, Joe Montana was elite. Yeah. 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 Like Joe Montana was in rarefied air because he was elite. He was elite, yeah. What's your categ- how wide is your category then of elite? Right. What, who is considered elite? Because if you say don't be Joe Montana, just be elite, are you running down Joe Montana or is your elite category way too way big? Way too wide. Way it too big. Like to me. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's semantics, but right. your elite tier must be really, really wide if you're like, yeah, I don't have to be Montana. Just get, you know, 
Montana-ish. Right. I don't he's know. Kind of be like Joe what? Montana, right? What? And then he's the last guy to do the sense, Joe Montana. Yeah. Okay. 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 Great, but don't put him in that. One, don't don't throw that on. Guy right? has not won a Super Bowl or even played in a Super Bowl yet, right? And you're already comparing him to a gentleman who's won four and was one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. And I can speak on Joe Montana because I watched him play, right? I'm old enough to say, yeah, I saw Joe Montana play. He was phenomenal. Like the the, the documentary on Joe Montana that we watched a couple of years ago on, on, on Peacock was fantastic. Probably and, still there. If those of you who didn't unsubscribe to Peacock. Right. After paying that outrageous $6. Right. Um, you probably still find it there. Right. You absolutely can. Go look at the Joe Montana documentary. And, and and I'll always remember the part where they talk about, you know, it, it, two minutes to go in the Super Bowl and they're down. And he looks at the stands. He goes, ooh, John Candy's here. And they go out and they drive the length of the field and they win the Super Bowl. Like Joe Montana had a coolness about him that maybe only Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady kind of have. Right. And if you're a 49er fan right now and there's two minutes to go and you're down five in the Super Bowl and your team has the ball. Do you really want Brock Purdy as the guy? Do you think he can be the guy that can lead you down the field against this Chiefs defense? I don't know that he can. I think Brock Purdy, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, he's just a system quarterback, but he's the perfect definition of the system quarterback because he's got a great wide receiver, he's got a very good tight end, and he's got an amazing running back that can do everything, right? And he just has to get them the football. He He's basically in charge of not screwing up the offense. And he goes out there and does a nice job of not screwing up the offense. I don't look at Brock Purdy as a guy that I'm putting all of the weight of my franchise on and saying, hey, go out there and win me a football game. I just don't buy into him right now. My perception can obviously be changed, but I look at it right now, I go, he's just a guy. And in a way, I... I... I'm not rooting against I'm rooting for Brock Purdy, not to play well in this particular game, but it's like just like almost like leave him alone. Right. Like let let them just play leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Because he's gonna come out of this Super Bowl being shut down by the Chiefs defense. Right. And it's still gonna be about, man, Brock Purdy doesn't have it. Right. Rather than this Chiefs defense has been freaking underrated all season long. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're gonna come out of that game and like the Chiefs defense still won't be getting its due because it's gonna be about how Brock Purdy ain't it. Yeah. Here's a great comparison on the text line, Josh. Brock Purdy is Trent Dilfer. And I think that's a fair comparison. You're a benefit of your surroundings, right? Trent Dilfer was a benefit of that defense, I right? I think you still have time to prove you're not, though. I mean... Oh, he's got plenty of time like, to prove that he's not. But so far, what we've seen, yeah. He, Russell yeah. Wilson in Seattle his first few years was a product of the defense. Right. Everybody told you that. Yeah. And then... He turned out not, to be pretty not good. Bronco, not Bronco Russ, okay? Right. Seattle Russ. Turned out to be pretty good. Right. But at the beginning, it was all defense. Man, he's just writing defense and playmakers and whatever. He's got Marshawn and blah, 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 blah. Well, he was able to kind of break through that. And I, I, I almost like, is it an indictment that you put a ton of good skill players around a unpaid rookie quarterback? That's what you're supposed to do. Right. right. They're playing it. They're actually playing this right. They are. They're playing this absolutely right. Now, if Purdy gets to the end of his thing and you find out he's not your pay quarterback. Mm-hmm. Fine, fine, great and fine. But you're playing this right. Load up on other stuff because your quarterback's cheap. Right. Which is what you should do. It's a great move by them. It's a great blueprint. Yeah. And yes, did they stumble upon a guy because another one didn't, a first-round pick, wasn't any good, and a uh, uh, free agent wasn't up to snuff. Mm-hmm. I hated being like Jimmy Garoppolo defender for a while. But right. it's it like, How what, does... what more are you looking for? So he's now everything you want to have happen. And he's just being torn down like, I can't play, can't play. Well... 
I don't know. We'll 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 find out. Probably not this year, but probably in a few years. If right. He's still, you know, at the helm. And how does Stephen A. know that Brock Purdy is an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo? That, I don't and know that. Sample that size is, is definitive. Just way too small. It's it, it, it is. It's Again, way I was, too small. I was a little bit of a Garoppolo defender there. Like, what what more are you looking for? Right. Um, but everybody told you he wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he hasn't been since then. But that he that he was. He was a guy that couldn't get you over the hump. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, I guess. I guess, but I guess. I, is Brock Purdy that guy? I don't know. I don't know. From the 913, I don't understand how it's Purdy's fault that the guys around him are good. Doesn't everyone want to have great players around yes. him? Absolutely. It's not yes. his fault at all. He's taking perfect advantage of it. Yeah. But I think if you put Brock Purdy, like just, swip, just switch Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes this year. Are the Chiefs as good with Brock Purdy as their quarterback this year oh, than gosh, Patrick no. Mahomes? No. No. The Chiefs may not be a playoff team with Brock Purdy as the quarterback. And then this you year. look at that, and if they they had Mahomes, I mean, <laughs> oh my God! If they, San Francisco had Mahomes, they wouldn't have lost a game. Yeah, yeah. I don't bite your tongue. Yeah. five nothing 49ers every week. Yeah, it would be. No, yeah. I mean, and it'd be legit. Yeah, it It'd would be, be legit. legit. They'd be housing yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Six Ten Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF HD Two Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Ah, uh, yes. A game that we have played many a times with our friends. I played high school football. Four touchdowns in one game. Who are you going to start? I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. Who are you going to bench? If coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. And who are you going to cut? Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. It's start, bench, cut on Pesco in the morning. And it's brought to you by Jay's Southland Toe. Interesting, though, with, with Brock Purdy and the Jimmy He's more Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, than he is Joe Montana. I mean, let's yeah, just yeah. let's let's I, check ourselves here that for this. Be more you know? fair. That'd be more fair. Yeah. God, compare him to Joe. Like, they just bypassed Steve Young. Well, Steve he's Young. more Steve Young than he is Joe Montana. Did Steve, did Steve Young throw it right-handed? Um, yeah, and did point, Steve man. Young beat all the playoff teams uh-huh. in the season or whatever? Whatever. I hate being Purdy defender now too. I yeah. like. I don't want to be. I'm like. I don't. I don't know. And, and I don't the, know. But I think he's under massive amount of scrutiny. And then the Chiefs defense is going to shut him down, and it won't be about the Chiefs defense. Imagine it if they didn't be. have Brock Purdy though, and and you know they had Trey. Uh, was it Trey Lance that they drafted out there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody's criticizing them for the Trey Lance decision. They traded a lot to go up and get Trey Lance, yeah. and they failed on that yeah. miserably. Yeah. They got lucky. Hey, sometimes the Patriots get lucky too with Tom Brady, correct, right? Correct. The Chiefs did not get lucky with Patrick Mahomes. No, they they, they they'd done their homework for years on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Tom Brady was a luck pick, and so was Brock Purdy. Yeah. The only quarterback that somebody worked to get was the Chiefs with and Patrick you, Mahomes. And look you at what happened. Also, shouldn't be faulted for that working out. You take nope. the criticism for the again the free agent that didn't work and the draft pick that didn't work, right? But you do get credit for the uh, for the. Uh, End of the uh, draft guy you yeah, did draft. So. Yeah. Oh, start bench cut today. Justin Tucker, Robinson Cano, <laughs> or Brett Laurie. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to start Robinson Cano because he didn't pick Billy Butler, but he wasn't a douche. The other two are D-bags. I'm going to cut Brett Laurie, and I'm going to bench Justin Tucker. Mm, okay. I just went on just hate alone. Okay. So right now it's just fresh. So I'm starting Justin Tucker. Oh. <laughs> I'm benching Robinson Cano because I will. It, you'll forever. Boo Cano. Boo Cano is just, uh, it'll just be forever a thing. You could just tell somebody in 30 years, 
of our of our age group, right? And say Boo Cano, and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. And then uh, I will I will cut Brett Laurie. So I went from hate to always hate to eh. Yeah. All right. Bad guy, but you know. Bad villain. I mean, Herrera did throw out the gentleman's head. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that got taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> Start bench cut. Romo, Brady, or Olsen? Well, I'm going to start Olsen. I'm going to bench Brady because I don't know. And I'm going to cut Tony Romo. Even though I thought he was pretty good in the AFC Championship game, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to interested to see if he prepares for the Super Bowl. And just instead of saying, look out, Jim, what do you think? Cut! Mom's one of the best. You see, Patrick Mahomes, he's got a dad bod like you, Jim. He's one of the best in the NFL. I'm going to start Olsen as well. I, I'm intrigued to see if he stays as like the two or he's allowed to go explore options and somebody else, he moves to another crew and does whatever. So I'm starting him. I'm actually going to bench Romo and I am cutting Brady. I don't even think he needs to do this. Well, for $375 million, you need to do five million reasons why he should. But he could afford a Super Bowl ticket. Like, yeah, he could. I don't know that he needs to be in the booth every week. Just do others. Just heck, just do the podcast. Just do the podcast. And, yeah. and and do some other video work and whatever and do your analysis that way and not have yeah. to go to a game. Mm-hmm. So I And I, then you don't get overexposed because eventually people will hate Tom Brady. Yeah, well, I would just, if I were Tom Brady, I'd just cut myself. Like, I don't need the money. I mean, I think That's the fine. only broadcaster, quite honestly, that not everybody hated was John Madden. Uh, I don't say hated, but I think there were people annoyed with it. With John? Yeah. Really? I yeah. never heard any of that. Yeah, it was just oh. too, it was just, you know, it was too, he was too out there. Oh. Not on point enough. He didn't do the sports. He didn't do the sports? Oh, I yeah. see. I, I don't, I, yeah. I guess I, I didn't. Was, I think there was a little bit of that. Really? A little bit of that. Oh, see, no, John Madden's the best. Uh, start bench cut based on the, uh, the show earlier today. Eight tracks, CDs, or cassettes. Well, I'm going to start cassettes. I'm going to cut. Uh, CDs, and I'm going to bench the 8-track. The 8-track was useless. That was like a waste of everybody's time. It yeah, lasted for a hot minute and really, yeah. I mean, was awful. Yeah, yeah. Which one did you start? CDs? Started uh, cassettes. Okay, I was going to say, I'm starting cassettes as well. They were better. They were. They didn't scratch. Yeah. And if they got, like, messed up, I you mean, used a pencil and rolled it back right. in. I mean, every once in a while, one might get eaten in your car stereo. Right. But... I liked it better than CDs. I mm-hmm. did. So cause I'll start cassettes, bench CDs, and I didn't I I wasn't even old enough to really experience the A tracks. Yeah. Wasn't part of our part of our deal. Uh I don't know if you saw this. Well you did because I made sure you saw it, but mm-hmm. uh, Michael McDonald was hired as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Right. Bringing that era to grunge, which right. is great. And and that was a great tweet by you yesterday with the um you know, Michael McDonald is now going into grunge and got no run. I like I had a quote tweet. I go, this is a great tweet. I thought it was really good. Every once in a while you send one out. And you're like, ah, I got one here. Yeah. A Michael McDonald joke. Everyone's going to be on this one. And it was like, yeah. all right. So anyway, so uh, I even tagged Janae and she goes, oh, I've already seen this. This is a good start, tweet. Start bench cut. What a fool believes China Grove or it keeps you running. I'm going to start China Grove. I am going Google them, kids. I'm going to bench what a fool believes, and I'm going to cut. It keeps you running. I mean, it's just so sad these days because Michael McDonald will have to pass before you'll appreciate his uh, his music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's how it works these days. So what um, a fool believes. I'm starting China Grove, and uh, 
I really did like it. I'm going to bench. It keeps you running. I'm going to cut what a fool believes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Why are you keeping it yeah. keeps you running? Because it reminds you of Forrest Gump. It keeps you running. Yeah. Yeah. It just was catchy. I don't know. Right. Not that what a fool believes wasn't. I mean, it's, this is. This I is, mean, you start. I didn't realize he was part like, of Steely Dan. This is like dissecting your, you know, whatever. This is the. Did you like know that? It's like 2012. He's been part of like a Steely Dan band. The Steely Dan band, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, touring. Like, yeah, they're definitely touring. 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 And then he had his own where he sang duets with Patti LaBelle. Oh, of course. Of course. Have you watched the um, documentary yet? It just came out on Netflix this so week. No. Probably not. On on uh, We Are the World. No. Oh, my God, I'm Josh. In. Yeah, it is fantastic. Isaac, you watched that yet or not? No, you don't even know what we are. The world I, is no, right. No, yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because I don't know Isaac. How old are you? Any guesses, Bob? Josh? Mm, twenty eight. No, no guesses. I'm terrible. I'm gonna guess twenty eight. Anything, Josh? Twenty five. Pretty close. Oh, oh okay. So you're you're young. Yeah. Okay. So you have no idea what we are. The world is not a clue. Ask your parents. Ask your parents. Um, yeah. Or actually, just Google it and play the song for yeah, us right yeah, now yeah, because yeah. it's fantastic. So. So my friend Evan texts me. He goes, you got to watch this documentary. I go, I was going to watch it anyway. You said it. I'll put it on now. It's 90 minutes, not a long, not a hard watch. Mm-hmm. And it was basically how they assembled this entire cast to do this song. And they had one day available where they know that they could get everybody because it was the day. It was, the, it was immediately after that night of the American Music Awards, which used to be a pretty big deal, right? And so they knew everybody, for the most part, who was anybody in music, was going to be in L.A. Mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. And so they enlisted Lionel Richie. <laughs> of all people, he was the guy in charge of getting basically everybody there. And that's the, I mean, that's the thing you got to do. You got to find the linchpin. But Lionel, Lionel's like, I don't know why they're picking me. I'm very new in the business, right? But he knew uh, Quincy Jones, and he was friends with Michael Jackson, and he was friends with um, Stevie Wonder. And so between like the four of them, the, everybody was able just to call in favors. And Lionel Richie happened to be hosting the American Music Awards that year. And so he was like rounding people up backstage. And they didn't know who was going to show up or be part of this thing. And all of a sudden, like they showed the B-roll. They didn't give anybody the address and had to stay a secret. But they had like two cameramen there that were filming everything to, you know, to kind of get a record of it. And every single car that was showing up was star after star after celebrity after celebrity. Like it was, it was and amazing. Cindy Lauper. I'm kidding. Right. I'm joking. S- Cindy, I'm just yeah. kidding. Right. But but she at the at the American Music Awards, she goes, my boyfriend doesn't want me to participate in this. And Lionel Richie's like, um, you're going to have no choice. You have to participate in this. Mm-hmm. And so she ended up showing up. And then Bruce Springsteen who was playing the final leg of his show in Buffalo was almost snowed in in Buffalo, but still was able to get out and get there for this. I I can't tell you how many superstars, Josh, just showed up and everybody did it for free. Not one person made a dollar off this because they got interviewed the camera and he goes, who do I send the invoice to? They go invoice. (laughs) You did this for free, pal. And they started like 10 o'clock at night and went to like, Six done. in the morning it was done. And there, you know, you, you know how egos are and, you know, people are you know starting to get tired <laughs> fighting with each other and things like that. Then somebody farts and everybody laughs and they completed the song. Hmm. All right. I'm going to ask you the question. You said it was on Netflix. Yeah. 
How many parts and how many? I mean, it's 90 minutes, I said. Okay, just one. It's a quick 90-minute watch. So it's not a four 90-minute watch. No, okay, I'm watching okay. on that, okay. yeah. Yeah, because Netflix drives me insane. I can't do I can't do that. I don't need the four-parter. Yeah. you can do in one but, part. But, I mean, it, it's tremendous how you couldn't do anything like that today. There's just no way. You think you're going to get like. Those young whippersnappers won't collaborate like they, they used to? Is I mean, saying? they basically wrote it and did it all on the fly. It's an, It was incredible. And it raised and still raising money today. Raised $80 million back then, which is $160 million now, which in Frank Buck's turn is $5 billion. The musical dream team. More than that. I mean, more than that. God. And then you realize, like, first of all, I'll say this because this is the one that like, I question. Why was Dan Aykroyd in this? Why not? But why? Like, Dan Aykroyd, was he's he a, a singer? He's a blues brother. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, that was the only one I looked at. He's go, a blues brother. Why are you here? Why wouldn't you have a blues brother there? Because <laughs> I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was really a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Went on to sing a lot. We will chat with Nate Taylor of The Athletic coming up for our weekly visit at 825, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs contributor. And we thought ticket prices were expensive. We'll get to this next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, joins Bob and Josh every Friday at 730. Right here on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I still don't know if Stevie Wonder's blind, though. Like, I'm looking at this, like, and it's just a weird interaction with people, you know? I mean, is it, is it quite the mic stand falling over and he grabs no, it? No, not that. Not but, to mention, I... But, like, he knew who everybody was. I do associate this one a little bit with because I think they did a Saturday Night Live bit. They did. Of it yeah. that was, you know... I don't know if it was... Was it Eddie? Was it then? No? I don't know. I don't know. Because Eddie did a Stevie Wonder, a great Stevie Wonder impression, of course. Eddie Murphy. So. Yeah. All Such I a can, great all I can song. Picture is the is the the Saturday Night Live version. So here, Bob Dylan. Yeah. The the story about Bob Dylan is interesting too. Like he didn't understand what's going on. Like and here. how how he should sing or act. Am I supposed well, to be Bob Dylan? Am yes. I supposed to blend in? No, and you're supposed to be Bob Dylan. They ultimately wanted everybody to be themselves in this thing. And then then yeah. you got the great Bruce Springsteen. Kim Carnes uh, trio with Cindy Lauper was, I mean, just to watch it all come together with all these musicians just gives you the goosebumps, man. I take 90 minutes out of your day at work and watch it today. I think it's called Greatest Night in Pop. Something like that, it. yeah. Um, we were discussing uh, the the cost of the uh, Super Bowl tickets mm-hmm. earlier in the show. Yeah, you can get in right now for about eighty four hundred dollars. Yeah, if and, you uh, got that, that's sit, just for you. And just sit way up there and stuff for eighty four hundred, eight thousand four hundred dollars. I'm not not sticking there. Um, meanwhile, speaking of bleep you money, yeah, <laughs> somebody bought a Patrick Mahomes game worn jersey 
for $213,000. Mm-hmm. How about you? I have trouble with the $250 jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone the $215,000 jersey. God. No, don't, it wasn't two fifteen. You're exaggerating. It was only like 213. 213.5. I'm sorry. Good God. Hyperbolic Josh. 32 bids for this jersey. It's game five of last year. The most expensive Mahomes jersey ever sold at auction thus thus far. Thus far. Right. It's got, you know, grass stains and mm-hmm. whatever in it. But again, what kind of job do you have where you can just drop two hundred and thirteen point five thousand dollars on a jersey? At least with that one, you know it. I mean, you're hoping the value goes up. Oh, two hundred thirteen thousand dollars, I'd be really worried. Yeah. Right? But at least you have it mm-hmm. rather than just a memory. Right. <laughs> so at least you you tangibly have a a piece of history that could conceivably go up in value. But it was $213,000 for that piece of history. Correct. I mean, that's a lot of cash for that. I mean, it's crazy. Frank White values it at $4 million, by the way, for those scoring at home. If you were to buy it from Frank. Yeah. He'd, I think uh, that's a $4 million jersey. Weighing, uh, oh, I mean $4,000 jersey. You know, weighing, weighing his options right. for a better deal. Yeah. Three-eighths of that, I'll give you. Uh, Again, this, two, I don't know what, I haven't looked at what the new jersey is going for with all the patches you right. know, for this for this. Probably about 250 game. bucks, it might right? Be more than Maybe, that. yeah. Maybe more than that. But even that, I'm going to be like, huh. Yeah. Again, what are these jobs that are in a late, enabling you to buy this kind of stuff? Yeah. Oh. God, I wish I had one of those jobs. Yeah, $213,000. And it wasn't a charitable auction. So it's not like you can write this thing off. This was like Sotheby's or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, this, was, this wasn't this was, the BMA this was, Foundation. No, this, was, this was Auction House. Yeah. 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 So it's not a write-off. You didn't donate the charity on this one. No, this was straight. <laughs> adding it to my collection. Yeah. I had some BMWs in the garage, but now I've added this Mahomes jersey. Mm-hmm. Do you think he only wears one jersey per game now, or do you think there's multiple so they can turn around and sell? And I'm being serious about that question. Like a baseball authentication thing where you take the one jersey off and you put another one on? Yeah, at halftime you switch jerseys or something like that and you authenticate these things. I mean, baseball takes the ball out after every pitch and sells them. Yeah. You can get one for $150 right now. Okay. Hundred fifty thousand? No, hundred fifty dollars. Oh, for the jersey with yeah. the patches? Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, with the Super Bowl patch and uh, right, you know the uh, AFC patch. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Better than two hundred thirteen thousand dollars. I'll go. I'll get you a grass stain for free. And how come they never sell pants? Like you can never buy somebody's like. Like, have you ever seen anybody auction off somebody's pants? Like the Broxton, Jonathan Broxton pants. Yeah. Who would want to buy those? Who would want those in a case in, in your room? Right. You could put your kids in it, like a blanket. Like we we don't do that. We don't do we don't do pants. Yeah, the jersey's a little pricey for me at two hundred thirteen five. Got a set of pants over there. I could. Yeah, <laughs> we do eight thousand dollars for his pants. Okay, all I'll right. take that instead. Sweat stains and all. Yeah, I mean it doesn't say fifteen and Mahomes on it, but I'm sure I can get it authenticated. Do you not think it's got like a fifteen and Sharpie written I in would, there? I would right? expect it to. <laughs> So yeah, 15 with a Sharpie. That's authenticated for me. Yeah. Eight, or, eight grand. Sure. Or socks. Like, why don't we sell like Mahomes' socks or yeah. chin strap? 
Head, just start headband. You know, like when you used to buy baseball cards, they used to have a piece of a jersey in it or something mm-hmm. like that. Start doing that with all the Mahomes stuff. Yeah. Like the cracked helmet. Sell pieces of that crack. I got a piece of the Berlin Wall. I'd love to have a piece of the Mahomes cracked helmet. Yeah. I got or, a Civil War bullet, piece of Mahomes helmet. Or just the cracked helmet, and then you put your phone in it. Yeah, you could. <laughs> and you could make your own football yeah, phone. Football phone. I think it'd be great. Yeah, or, or his cleat or something like that. Shoelaces. Right, we got the opportunities, marketing opportunities for everyone over there at Arrowhead. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're listening. The guy who bought. <laughs> He knows everything that Bo doesn't know. There's so much in my head. And just like the tribe, he breaks down all the chief scenarios. This is such a great question, Josh, because I Thank haven't you. been able to watch a single ounce of tape about the Lions. He's our Chiefs insider from The Athletic, the one and only Nate Taylor. And also from the text line, which is pretty good, the guy who bought the Mahomes jersey will probably just use it as a napkin to wipe off his gray poupon. <laughs> I, I do think. like that. I would think. And then the 816, this is a brilliant text. You can go home for the day. Uh, how much do you think Josh McDaniels can get from Tom Brady's jock? <laughs> still got it. He can still, still sell that one. How about an NFL world this year where there's going to be no Matt Patricia, oh. no Bill Belichick, oh. and no Josh McDaniels? Oh, so sad. Yeah, Patricia and Belichick, or Patricia and McDaniels do not deserve to be there anymore. Nate Taylor joins us here on 610 Sports Radio. How you doing, Nate? Oh, what's up, fellas? I'm doing well, doing well. Good. I guess I have to watch this uh, this documentary you guys are talking about. Oh, so. it's great, man! It is great. What yeah. did you say it was called, Josh? The Greatest Night in Pop Greatest or something? Greatest Night in Pop. Yeah, I it, it, it okay. is. It is fantastic. Ninety minutes, you'll be fine with it. Before we delve into the Chiefs, your company, if you will, your your publication did an unbelievable expose on the Jets. Oh, how my. are how are those Oof. people still employed with the Jets? If I was Woody Johnson, I would have fired everybody in that building after that thing, including Aaron Rodgers. He's a loser. Um. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a wonderful uh, story, and I and I really mean that for our listeners to go check it out on the Athletic. Um, you know, obviously, Dinah Rossini knows a ton of people in the league. Uh, obviously, she known Aaron Rodgers uh, really since he's been um, a young player in the league. So it's fascinating to know that, like the Jets. I mean, this story clearly explains in a lot of details how much say Aaron Rodgers has and the fact that he was supposed to be the, you know, the guiding force to turn things around. But with his injury, um, it just created like chaos. And, you know, people are still fighting for their jobs. Uh, you know, it's it's going to take a cumulative effect as to what it means for Robert Sala to keep this thing afloat, let alone like try to make the playoffs next year with obviously a quarterback aging towards 40 coming off an Achilles injury. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of people who talked because uh, a lot of people want to get their side of the story, um, which is always good for a journalist if you can corroborate it. But with everything that uh, the Chiefs and even like the 49ers, with all the planning, the strategic strategy, the, the ability to pivot, um, it does explain to you that there's a wide gap between the real contenders in the NFL and teams who are trying to convince themselves that they can go from pretender to contender in a very short amount of time when NFL history suggests that that's, that's just not really doable mm-hmm. unless you have like a great draft or someone like Tom Brady uh, who's coming to a roster that's pretty already you know good with depth like Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has got to do like a Mission Impossible-like task um, because this story sort, of, this story sort of suggests that like he can get everybody fired. 
And but he could also save everybody's job if he has a great year next year, which I think is ridiculous that you would allow one player to de- to determine what's going on in your organization. Yeah. You know, yes, especially when they're not in their prime and they're not. You know, like did Aaron Rodgers really want Robert Sala? Uh, uh-huh. I mean, okay, I mean Robert Sala is pretty much like at the will of Aaron Rodgers, and that's that's a detail because of course Nathaniel Hackett's in the middle of all this and. Um, we've come to learn that, you know, he might not be the greatest offensive coordinator for as many criticisms as you could have of Matt Nagy. At least he's never been Nathaniel Hackett when it comes to the last couple of years. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's not great, but uh, it'd be one thing if you were as diligent and as meticulous and maniacal about winning like Tom Brady. Uh, that is not Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Hey, man, can you – you get us to the playoffs and, you know, hopefully things can go uh, a certain direction next year. But I think that's going to be hard to do um, just because, you know, they're not going to change the turf on the field. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and how could you really trust anything that Aaron Rodgers says, though, Nate? I mean, like he, he called Nate Hackett this great coach and all this kind of stuff. We're seeing Nate Hackett is not a great coach. He probably shouldn't be an NFL coach anymore because he's been so overexposed. So is Aaron Rodgers telling you what's legitimately right and true? Or is he just trying to well, keep his friends what employed? Works, what works for him? Yeah. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett could be a tremendous flop except for him works for you like we're seeing that with the patriots right to yeah. a certain extent like it worked for them might not work for anybody else yeah. but it works for them oh right i mean at least josh mcdaniels has like you know for all of his criticisms uh because i just don't think he's a good like ceo leader um you know at least that's what you know players have sort of said about him like i think x and o's he's pretty actually i think he's pretty competent um you know and obviously you know, whether you want to say, hey, you know, Bill, Bill O'Brien, like they all still learn from Belichick. And so they kind of learn, uh, I would say, in a backwards manner. They learn, you know, the defense and how to sort of uh, counterattack with offense versus offense then going to defense. But look, for, for Hackett, I mean, he's been obviously the son of Paul Hackett, who was a very successful offensive coordinator in the NFL. For whatever reason, though, um, with a player of that talent, you can get sort of allured into giving him probably more keys to the to the car than than anybody else right I mean even for the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes there's still a collaborative effort between him Andy Reid you know Travis Kelsey obviously Matt Nagy it used to be Eric the enemy um they they are a true you know foursome fivesome in terms of figuring out what's the best path towards winning what you're learning with Nathaniel Hackett is is that like yeah he might have concepts but Aaron Rodgers can ultimately decide to do whatever he wants to do. And that sort of undercuts the coaching staff and therefore um, puts the coaching staff at his will. So it's not, it's not what you would want. Um, and again, it's one thing if you're Tom Brady, it's another thing when you're Aaron Rodgers and kind of to your point, Bob, um, he could say anything, he can change anything. You know, his tendencies have not been um, awesome. If you look at his playoff performances over the last few years, he's kind of like, I still remember them losing to the 49ers when they shouldn't have, uh, just because he wouldn't throw the ball to anybody other than Devonta Adams. And when the defense knows that, I don't care what coach tells you what to do. Like it's just not gonna, you're just not gonna be as successful as you should be. So um, the fact that they traded for him did legitimize them, but they kind of want to be what the Chiefs are, right? A young defense that is like really, really good and really, really dominant. Their defense wasn't as good as they anticipated, even with Aaron Rodgers going down. So, 
um, they were trying to kind of reverse engineer all this, but at the same time, um, man, things things really change quickly in the NFL. And so Aaron Rodgers may go from you know back to back MVP player to a guy who's obviously compromised athletically, and does he have the mental strength to sort of overcome that? Because we're seeing that with Russell Wilson, we saw that with Drew Brees. Like when your when your body starts to deteriorate, and none of those guys had Achilles injuries. Um, it's going to be difficult to to stay at the level where you can really lead a team um, to a Super Bowl or even to a conference championship game. You need the team around you to sort of lift you, similar to what Peyton Manning went through with the Denver Broncos in 2015. Again, we're living in rarefied air here too, but you mentioned the dynamic between Andy Reid and, and, and Patrick Mahomes and ha- Patrick having input and doing whatever. There's still like a clear line of delineation. Like if they ever – basically hand over the coaching reins, Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be a mistake here too. You know what I mean? Like, like he, you can't have your quarterback be the boss. And that's what it's not like what's going on in New York. You want a collaborative quarterback. You want to enhance their skill set, but you got to make sure that you're the one calling the shots, right? I mean, it seems blatantly obvious. They've, they turned over way too much to him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the most part, that's the way it should go, right? You are the player. I am the coach. You know, we're supervising you. We love your insight. We love you telling us what you're seeing on the field or what tendencies you think we can sort of anticipate from the defense. But ultimately, as Andy Reid says, and I think this is a very, you know, good job of how he sort of communicates it, even though I don't totally believe it. But Andy Reid says, hey, look, I always have 51% of the vote. Honestly, coach, it's more like 65, but whatever. Um, But, yeah, but, you know, there's a clear, like, chain of command but within that, Andy Reid is a player's coach because he does let players, you know, come up with new play concepts, mm-hmm. come up with trick plays. He allows them to sort of say, hey, I would like this versus that. You know, if you give me a menu, uh, then, yeah, the player does have some ownership, even though you're presenting them maybe four or five options for the next series or the next game. Talk with Nate only- Taylor. Oh, go ahead, Nate. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I said I would think the only quarterbacks in modern NFL history who've gotten away with doing it kind of their way is Peyton Manny because he had a Hall of Fame coach in Tony Dungy who was just like, cool, you and Tom Moore, you're the offense. I will handle the defense. You know, I'll oversee, obviously, challenges and, like, you know, big decisions on fourth down and stuff. But, like, Peyton Manny had a cerebral mind to where he could do that but would still, like, not get in trouble because of it. And, again, I think towards the end of his career, because he learned so much from Bill Belichick about what it takes to be a team, what it takes to lead guys, to obviously find – the right pieces and try to grow them along a course of a season. I, I think the only other you know example you could give is Tom Brady. Again, are you willing to dedicate to not eating strawberries? Uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't doing that, guys. Are you dedicated to maximizing your biological clock, even though the chronological clock says you're 40? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, my guy's doing, you know, illicit drugs. <laughs> <They are>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we shouldn't probably give you the keys to it. But if you're Tom Brady and you have a year, you've had a litany of success, then okay, you've earned it, and you prove year after year after year how dedicated you are to the sport and to your teammates. Um, those are the only two guys I can think of that I would say, okay, I'm actually comfortable with Todd Bowles or Bruce Arians giving less power than they than the average NFL coach would, just because man, they have such a quarterback who's dialed in, you know, and is really really smart about how 
they think the team should be managed because they know what they've been through because they've had 20 years of experience. Nate Taylor, The Athletic, with us here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, let's talk a little Drew Tranquil. How good was that guy spying on oh Lamar last week? I thought he was great. Unbelievable. You know, I've you know, i talked to a couple of people um, around the league just about like, hey, it's one thing to have Chris Jones, right? And Nick Bolton is super-duper talented. Obviously, if he tackles you, you usually go down. But I just thought Drew Tranquil was everything for in terms of filling running lanes, in terms of taking on blockers and sort of moving them backwards, which, again, is kind of um, like marvelous to see, honestly. You don't normally see a, a, an offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens get to the point of attack and go backwards, especially on, on the rare running plays they did have. And, of course, um, I, I've said this, and I would encourage everyone to go look it back. Um, you know, there's the all 22 now, so you don't just have to do the broadcast version, but Justin Reed makes an amazing play. And this is where teamwork truly does matter and why the chiefs, you know, could potentially be Super Bowl 58 champions. Justin Reed comes off a blitz. He does the perfect thing. He waits for the arm to go up. Then he jumps through the passing lane, bats the ball that we think is going to go down or, Justin relocates the ball and says, oh, I'm going to catch it. Wow, I'm going to get a pass breakup and an interception. And then Lamar Jackson uh, reaches top speed in like two seconds. It's stunning. Catches his own pass, fellas, and there's nothing but green grass. And Drew Tranquil makes a diving shoelace tackle that, in my opinion, prevents a touchdown. Because what, what you see the secondary guys doing is they're all sort of matching their receivers in man-to-man covers. So their eyes are not on Lamar Jackson. So they would have realized Lamar had the ball and running at full speed, um, kind of in a compromised position, whether it was their angles or their ability to just sort of catch up to him. The fact that Drew Tranquil sees this and lays all out and prevents a touchdown is just, again, it's, it's a marvelous type of play. And Drew Tranquil's not making $5 million, guys. He's making like three and a half, four million on a one year deal. Um, it's one of the best signings in Brett Veach's tenure. Um, and the fact that he can play this well with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, who I think Willie Gay um, is trending towards playing, obviously, next Sunday, uh, it just gives them a great chance to combat Christian McCaffrey, obviously the best running back in the league. But what Drew Tranquil did against Lamar Jackson was just utterly brilliant. Nate, I know I've been asked this. You've probably been asked this. Like, man, how did Kelsey turn this thing on? Um, It is a ability to rise to the occasion and I think the coaching staff did a fantastic job of putting him in positions to still succeed in one-on-one opportunities and so one of the best things about football is hey we know we have our best guy we know their best guy is going to be on our best guy and so Kyle Hamilton is probably one of the best safeties in the league and the Chiefs use that against the Ravens again Matt Nagy and Andy Reid deserve a lot of credit because in the first quarter of the game, the Ravens are very much like, we are putting him on you, and we he is going to eliminate you. And the Chiefs say, oh, great. Well, um, because Kelsey's bigger and he still has an elite run, you know, route running ability, um, and our quarterback is the best quarterback on earth, uh, we're going to prove to you he can't guard you. And whether it's the scramble drill, whether it's the fourth and two play where it's a sprint out to the right, um, it's just a little bit of a hesitation at the line of scrimmage. And then Kelsey immediately sprints to the spot. Um, 
what we've all learned, I guess, fellas, is this is as healthy as Travis Kelsey has been all season. And again, that's terrifying for the Bills, for the Ravens, for potentially the 49ers because, yeah, he dealt with the knee injury. He dealt with the ankle injury. He wisely took that week off in week 18 to get fully healthy as physically as, as much as possible. Um, and now he can still demonstrate that he can win one-on-one matches. So the windows are tighter, but, yeah, he caught all 11 passes on 11 targets. So I think what the Chiefs did was psychologically we just took out their best pass defender, and now we can dictate everything off of that. So, again, when you know – how Hamilton's going to be on Travis Kelsey on third and nine. Well, guess what? <laughs> we're going to have him chip block. And we're just going to remove your best coverage person from the point of the play that ends your season, basically. And obviously, MVS makes the, you know, the great catch on the deep pass. So I loved how they used Kelsey in the first half to sort of dictate things. And then everything else was sort of built off of that. And hey, if we need a first down, guess what? We're going to do a nice little rub route with Justin Watson, and guess who's open? Travis Kelsey. Or, okay, now that we've demonstrated that, we're going to use Kelsey against you to open up things for Rasheed Rice or Marquez Valdez-Scanlon. So he's healthy, and he still has the experience and the route-running ability uh, to just about beat everybody. And guess what, guys? There is no Kyle Hamilton in the secondary for the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't know how in the hell they're going to guard him if he's healthy and he's only getting better throughout the course of the postseason, which is – the opposite of how things are supposed to go. It's supposed to get more difficult. Instead, he's actually played better every game throughout the postseason so far. 35 nothing Chiefs, let's go. That's right. Nate, got me excited. Pace yourself and be thankful you don't cover the Jets. Oh, I, I'm I'm so thankful. Thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, Nate. All right, thanks, Nate. Nate. Nate Taylor of The Athletic joining us, our 610 Sports Radio a Chiefs contributor, and yeah, read Nate stuff all the time. But you know, while you're there, like just go check out that. Go check out the Jets expose. Living on the other half oh, is so God. much better. So much better. Your chance to get qualified to win a five hundred dollar Hyvee gift card. That's coming up at eight fifty, and the Chiefs will be squaring off against the former mate. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. If anybody is an eyewitness to the Karen off at 71st and Tom off this morning, let us know. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. It's fantastic, right? Open music's terrific. All right. It is 8.50. We've been doing this all week. Looking for one more qualifier today for a uh, chance to win a $500 gift card to Hy-Vee. Folks at Hy-Vee want you to home gate. All right? $500 gift card will get you going for the big game coming up. We will play a highlight from one of the, uh, the Chiefs' big game appearances. You tell us which game it is. 
Caller 15 to 913-586-7610 with the correct answer will be our latest qualifier for the $500 gift card to High V. Here's your highlight. Dawson back to pass with plenty of time. Loops one long for Taylor, who is clear. He's got it at the seven-yard line and is back down there. Otis Taylor was deep in back of his man and actually had to slow up for the pass. Dawson calling signals on first down. Keeps to the ball. Rolls out to the right. He's got a man clear. Touchdown. Curtis McQuillan. Do you get the commemorative record back go. in the day? There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. When probably when tickets were eight grand a pop, oh, they were about fifteen dollars. So you tell us which appearance that was. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten on the telephone line. Love Caller it. fifteen is going to be in the hopper to win a five hundred dollar gift card from High V. We'll have one more qualifier tomorrow at eight fifty. All right, it's a good highlight though. Yeah, it's a great it's highlight. Good. Yeah, sounds like vintage. I mean. I didn't realize they did that to like last year's games mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Back in the day, you got the commemorative record with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know they st- were still doing that. Just I adding, know. Adding some, you know, got yeah. in the studio and added some. Was that Mitch? Some old timey stuff. And then Mitch would throw his voice like that. And it's just, oh, doctor. Just, just, uh, just weird. Look at Lenny the Cool throwing it around the yard. All right. The Chiefs will face a former teammate that's right yeah in the uh the rematch with uh san francisco charvarius ward then a chief now a niner talking with jim rome and so you know patrick mahomes better than anybody uh, on the niners defense uh, because you spent time in kansas city what did you take away from facing him even if you were a pup back then facing him in practice every day that could potentially help you and the rest of the nothing. secondary on super bowl sunday what are you telling your guys uh, with Pat, you just never know. The game, the game is never over. Even if you're up 21, 28, you know, maybe 30 points, the game over never. It's never over when you're playing Patrick Mahomes. Like, obviously, he wanted the ghost. Um, clearly, probably the best player in the NFL, the best player in the world. So, I mean, we're gonna have our hands full this Sunday. So, we can't get too high, we can't get too low. Like, even if we up 10, 15, and 14 in the fourth quarter, like we gotta, you know, continue to press on and continue to grind because. With Pat, like, that thing, it can switch at any moment. Once he get momentum, like, it's, de- it's damn near impossible to stop those guys. So we just got to, you know, stay on it 24-7 every place. Rack him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what Charvarius Ward is actually saying is, I'm telling my teammates, if we get a turnover, don't run down to the end zone, pose, take a picture, and then go back to the sidelines like it's over. Because it ain't. Because it ain't over. That was very good advice. That was great advice. Good advice. The best thing he could have said. I'm listening to that. I'm going, he nailed it. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely 100% nailed that one. Don't act like it's over. Don't go take that photo. Right. And piss off that sideline. That's right. Because I've been there. And don't do anything to needle Mahomes. Like, if you absolutely have an opportunity to tackle him and, and you do, and you get up and say, nice dad bod, don't do that. Mm, not a, don't not a do smart that. Thing. Not a smart thing to do. Because no. that's what Mahomes is going to use this time yeah. for motivation. He got it all. But that's great advice for Trevarius Ward, bro. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, what do you have to say to your team? It's never over with this guy. Because <laughs> you remember, Trevarius Ward was on the sidelines four years ago when the when the uh, 49ers ran down to the other end and yeah, posed for the camera. He knows what He's happened. Like, that didn't work. Yeah. Don't do it again. <laughs> uh, and then his, his other advice uh, should be... Uh, Hey, kicker, don't mess with them. Don't mess with those guys. Yeah. 
Don't mess with anybody. The uh, the Baltimore kicker, Justin Tucker, still uh, still it's been a, a week long topic, which is great because mm-hmm. it's been something every day, every day. Yeah. Monday it was Justin Tucker and that bleep eating grin mm-hmm. in their locker room while he was putting stuff in a garbage bag. Uh, and I don't know what I did out. wrong. Um, Monday was uh, why do they all use garbage bags? Don't they make enough money, money to have a nice duffel bag you'd anymore? Think, you'd think. But you know, those logoed bags, you got to leave them there when you're when no, you're. No, I mean go out to the like go buy yourself a nice duffel <laughs> right, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, leave it on it. Yeah, Probably, you, you'd think you'd be able to. Uh, Tuesday, Patrick Mahomes was here on Six Ten Sports Radio on the drive, and he had his mm-hmm. his explanation. And then uh, Travis Kelsey yesterday on the uh, the New Heights podcast <laughs> has uh, nothing nice to say about Justin Tucker. We're warming up, and we do our same warm up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you are, sides they get they get a chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always... If you're if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a <laughs> about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping. Eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous, really. But like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it. it but he got under me, your skin and, a little me bit. and Pat, we were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame. Have yeah. the right mindset, and we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it, and uh, so Justin, sorry if we took it to a <laughs> level that you didn't think it'd get to that play. But if you're going to be a, dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one up you every time. Do you think Justin Tucker took it to new heights? Yeah, I think he did. He was like, hey, "Don't be a bleeping D." I mean, it's like plain and simple. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like that was like the best thing I've ever heard Travis Kelsey say. Like, yeah. "Oh, you want to be a D? I can take it to yeah. a new level." Yeah. I'm no, like, "Oh, now you're resonating with me, be, my man." Don't be, uh, don't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, from the eight one six, Justin Tucker definitely cusses out the ref at a five year old T ball game. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, Kelsey was on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN. And so McAfee was interviewing Kelsey, and who pops his head in the the, the Zoom frame? Tucker? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he kicked his way in. Yeah, he butted in, and Kelsey had to throw him <laughs> out of the shot. Yeah. No, uh, Patrick Mahomes dropped by. And then both the football people. Oh! Hey, how are you? Hey, Justin Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to beat your ass. You know that. Hey, Pat, he's going to beat your I'll, ass. <laughs> I'll tell you, but Pat, me and me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. But of course, <laughs> of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah. Let us have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were yeah, always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. Could you too. imagine you two sprinting on the field? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your guys' relationship is sweet, too. Yeah. You and Patrick. Uh, you got right An absolutely beautiful thing. Then McAfee gave him, oh, you guys are so cute. Yeah. Yeah, he gave him that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
I like the fact that he, you know, kind of peered in and McAfee's like, oh, my God, Patrick, Patrick. And Pat, Pat just kind of walked away. Yeah, trying to trying to <laughs> trying to leave. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. Keep this thing going with Justin Tucker. Yeah. They come here next year. So we get the opportunity to uh, boo him. Yeah. Like we did Cano. Yes. I didn't know if you were going to keep that one clean or not. Oh, I think we could do one of those chants of Tucker, Tucker, like 78,000 people doing that when he's trying to kick a field goal. I would definitely be like stacking stuff on the goal line that day. So he can't set, he can't even set up. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Like the pregame firework boxes and things like yeah. that. You just... them all there. <laughs> I mean, I'm always in on like just warm up over here a little bit because yeah. we're going to screw with Tucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, An Andy Reid appreciation segment is coming (laughs) next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. You ready? You ready? Three, two, one. One, go! Welcome to the Red Kingdom. Yeah. Red Kingdom. Welcome to the Red Kingdom. Yeah. Red Kingdom. Welcome to the place where we run it. Place really haunted by number 58 is the team the great. Uh, Jeff is our latest qualifier for the $500 Hy-Vee gift card. So what Super Bowl was that, Josh? Uno. Uno. Was the sideline crowded then? Someone asked if it was cold. No, it was up. L.A. It was L.A. It was not cold. That wasn't yeah, cold there yeah. at all. That was uh, that was uh, the that first. wasn't even sold out. You would have been able to get a ticket easily right. for that one. Right. They thought that was going to be a fad, the Super Bowl. Bunch of bunch of networks were broadcasting it, right? The- I think CBS and NBC both broadcast it because it was the NFL AFL back in the day, so they each had the opportunity to carry that game. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. little, little known fact, Josh was the sideline reporter for both networks that day. <laughs> I just uh, switched over that. The What's the hat? The press pass hat, press on it. Yeah, I just switched it over. I had the the logos of each network, and then I turned my yeah. microphone flag around. Right. Let's I, go I down to both, Josh Klingler. Both networks. both networks. Thank you, Merle. Oh, Merle didn't get my name right. No chance. Now there is probably true. No chance. And you know, Merle was on the call that day. Sure. I, I brought Merle up the other day, and everybody's like texting. Merle Harmon was the guy who was the voice of the Kansas City Athletics. Hmm. Did you know him? Did you work with him? Yeah, yeah. Got him and started in the business. <laughs> oh, you started him in the Game business. Game is first break. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be nothing if it wasn't for me. Uh, did you give a break to Vin Scully, too? Yes, did you yeah. discover Vin back yeah, in the yeah, Brooklyn yeah, days? Yeah. <laughs> Hired Red Barber, I did. <laughs> Was uh, number one. So one more contestant tomorrow. One more qualifier, I should say tomorrow. Eight fifty. Be listening at eight fifty. Uh, we'll play a uh, highlight from a uh, big game appearance involving the Chiefs. You tell us which game, and we'll have our fifth and final qualifier to win that five hundred dollar gift card from our friends at Hy-Vee, so you can get some uh, some home gating. In all seriousness, is there anybody left that's been to every Super Bowl? 
with the passing of Norma, Norma she was Norma one Hunt, of the last, right? This will be the, the first one she's missed. Right. So, and another reason why the Chiefs have a little, you know, internally have a little incentive, like, let's, sure. go, get that, let's go get this one. Plus, it's know. 58 for DT. Like, I know everybody's been kind of talking about that yeah, as well. Sure. And 8 plus 5 is 13, which is Taylor's lucky number. I mean, there's so, a whole bunch of things that are lining up. Yeah, here. but there, were, there was a while there, you know, where they every year they would have, like, so-and-so reporter has covered every Super Bowl are we there or do we not? I, I I don't know. I'm asking out loud. Is there anybody left that's been to every Super Bowl, right? Because oh, we Lenny was at everyone for a while, you know, yeah. and obviously we lost Lenny a couple of years I ago. I would have a hard time thinking yes at this point, but yeah. know, maybe. We'll find out next week probably. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. <laughs> There'll be somebody. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Or curmudgeon old reporter from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Well, he, he passed away a long time ago. Art. What was his name? Art Donaldson or something? What was that guy's name up there? <laughs> ben Davidson? Combining Art Donovan and Ben Davidson? Oh, my God. Why can't I remember? Sid Hartman. Sid, yes. Yeah. Sid Hartman. Sid's no longer yeah. with us. Right. No, he's, yeah, he, he died at 100. Yeah, yeah. He was actually responsible for bringing the Lakers to Minneapolis. No, was it was there. like the yeah. GM. Yeah, yeah. Hired me to call the games. Yeah, and Josh called the games. He's the original voice of the Minneapolis uh, Lakers. Yes, yes, yes. You drove in from Iowa for the games right. in your Model T. And then we uh, sent, it, sent the game back on uh, Teletype. Memorex. I did, the, I did do the yes. I had to bring my own my own shoes at this point and do yeah. the squeaking noises. Of the basketball. Into a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had my own ball to, to simulate the dribbling noises. I didn't even go to those games. I did, yeah. it, from, did it from home. Oh. Somebody says that hasn't Toma done the field for every Super Bowl? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's no longer doing it because they blamed him last year for the bad yeah. field. He he fired back. And he good was a, for him. He was an emeritus last year. Really didn't have anything to do yeah. with it last year either. The, the, That's right. But they blamed like, him. You're not doing that right. They blamed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because he's from Kansas City. It's his fault. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're calling this our Andy Reid appreciation segment. Right. Every once in a while, we just need to take a step back and be thankful that we have Andy Reid. Right. Correct. I mean, I, I just think that every once in a while we got to say, you know what? We're very lucky. We are. We're blessed that Andy Reid is our head coach because we could be the Dallas Browns or we could be the New York Titans. And and both of those franchises are absolute ass right now. Jerry Jones yesterday in an interview <laughs> saying that, quote, I could see my I, I, I could work with Bill Belichick is the worst possible thing he could say this side of we're all in this year. Like he's making it very difficult for his current head coach and his fan base to even support and accept what's going on in Dallas. Right I know now. him personally and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind. We could work together. None. Right. And so you, you, you got Jerry Jones saying that. You Why not just have, fire your coach? You still have a coach though. Right. See? Like McCarthy's still employed. And then you have the Jets with all the nonsense that went on there yesterday in that athletic article, dysfunctional mess, longest playoff drought in American professional sports at 13 years. How do you just not fire everybody right now, hire Mike Vrabel, draft a quarterback in the first round, and move on from everybody, including Aaron Rodgers, who the only analogy I have for him is like an earworm. He just buries himself deep and deep and deep into your organization in your ear, and he's infesting that organization with badness right now. You got to move your franchise forward. Aaron Rodgers isn't helping you do that. Robert Sala, Nate Hackett, Joe Douglas, none of them 
are helping you move that franchise forward. And if you're the owner of the Jets and you read that article in The Athletic, how are you not firing everybody associated with your team? Just start over. Well, one, everybody's talking. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't. Which isn't good either. Which isn't good, right? The discussion of the head coach, and they called it paranoia. Mm-hmm. Which led to him messing with the quarterback, not Rodgers, but the kid, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, giving him mis- mixed messages. I'll, I'll even let, according to this, this, this reporting, I'll let Zach Wilson off the hook. Remember, he said he didn't want to, there were reports that he didn't want to play. Right. Would yeah, you want to play with this mess? Because they said that they came to him and said that you're, we're going to shut you down and trade you in the offseason. Right. And they came back a week later, like, uh, you should be ready to play. And he's like, uh, excuse me, you told me I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. So I don't blame him for that. And then Robert Sala was apparently so paranoid. He wanted to know where the leaks were coming from. And he basically brought everybody in and go, tell me who it is. You won't get in trouble. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Okay. And then there was at least some type of threat of checking people's cell phones. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. To see if they were snitching. That's why you don't take a work cell phone. They can't check your they they can't check your personal cell phone. Could you believe that? I got a friend of mine who got a company phone the other day, right? And he's texting me, "This is my new company phone number." And he starts texting me from it. I go, "Text me from your real phone." <laughs> exactly. Like using a corporate phone to have a conversation, no, no matter what it's about. No. And then uh, Garrett Wilson, star wide receiver. Oh my god, the Garrett Wilson stuff, man! Go get him, Brett. Go get him, Brett. What happened this season can't happen again. We've got to make adjustments in the game. We've got to do things to counter what we're getting and be able to put points on the board because two years I've been here, it's been tough. In between that quote, it says, star wide receiver Garrett Wilson, comma, who has played with seven quarterbacks in two seasons. Two years, yeah. yeah. Here's another quote. Football hasn't been this hard. When I watch it on the sideline, it didn't look that hard for the other team. So we got to figure out something to get it rolling, no matter who is slinging it. See, th- you got to move on. You, you've got to change your organization. And if Woody Johnson doesn't do it, he doesn't have any balls. Go in there right now today and fire everybody. Seriously. Suck it up. Write the check and move on from everybody, including Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Including Aaron Rodgers. Because he's a dysfunctional mess. Oh, you let him, you gave him the keys to the to the castle. You take him back. And then, I don't care. You just fire everybody. Just do it. Suck it up. I'm, I'm saying I don't think you could take it back. You have to get rid of him. That's what if I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think Aaron Rodgers is uber talented. And yes, he's your best option to quarterback, whatever. You, you acquiesced way too much. Right. And there's no walking that back. Exactly. But you got to get rid of him. See Wilson, comma, Russell. Right. I, I would fire everybody in that organization. And any owner going forward that gives full control of the organization to the quarterback is a fool. Because over the last three seasons, or last two seasons, we saw it fail in Denver. And then we saw it fail in New York. And ooh, ooh, Nate Hackett was with both of them. So you saw Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines later in the year, right? Mm-hmm. With the head, headset on. Yeah. Apparently was very involved in mm-hmm. giving. Shouldn't whatever. be. And then he'd get on a plane and go back. Mm-hmm. And he's coming. He was coming on a game day only. Yeah. Yep. 
Not okay. there during the week. It made it look like he was there during the week and all this kind of stuff, right? But also, I, I how can I have your input? These guys have been practicing on the field all week, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you? Who are you? That'd be like me coming in and telling the Chiefs what to do. But they like, listen, but I mean, they're, they've been on the field all week without you yeah. going through things, and you're there trying to quote, for unquote, show. Help. You're there for show. That the only reason Aaron Rodgers was showing up for his own showing. Yeah, and then this everything was, Aaron Rodgers does is about him because he's a narcissistic human. So here's here's one of the things about Sal though that I, I found the the cell phone bit. The coach held a meeting with his staff, where he asked the leaker to reveal himself according to multiple people in attendance. Is that what you call the guy peeing in a bush? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quote, if you come forward now, you won't get in trouble. Oh, End quote. Well, okay. He told them while threatening. Wait, wait to- hang on a second. Is this Manfred talking to the Astros? He told them while threatening to take their cell phones. This was after the Zach Wilson story had come out about, you know, him not wanting to play and what have you. He's having a meeting with grown adults. You won't get in trouble if you tell me. We'll grant you immunity. Give me your cell phone. Find you five million. To adults. <laughs> so again, just get a burner phone. Just be thankful. We have Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for Patrick Mahomes. Don't ever forget those two things. Because it could be worse. Oh, and, and we've you, seen worse though, guys. Much, like we lived worse. it. We lived worse. Yes. Twenty twelve. We lived it. This is candy wrapper. Coach growing a beard out of spite. Yeah. The whole yeah, nine we yards. Did, we did live yeah. that some of that life. And then also, I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. And he's great. You still got a coach. You still got a coordinator who are above Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. And always should be. Forever. Yes. We have seen multiple examples of quarterbacks trying to take over an operation and have it fails. All the input. He should have some input. At the end of the day, he's got bosses. Mm-hmm. This story says Aaron Rodgers, ha, 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 is the assistant GM to the real GM. And some source told the athletic, no, 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 no. The GM is the assistant GM to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Could you Rodgers, imagine doing this? You can't have that. You just Ugh. can't. No matter how talented you can't. Ugh. They have to play for the team. The relationship that they have forged right now is beautiful. Yeah. It's collaborative. The coach is in charge. Right. And that's how you got to have it. You got to have it that way. So, again, thank you, Andy Reid. <laughs> thank God for Andy Reid. Oh, man. Uh, we will chat with Alex Gold of Cody and Gold, of course, and that betting show. What one? He'll be in with this week's Golden Locks next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Listen to Dayton Hughes Tuesdays at 7.30. Right here on 610 Sports Radio. Alex Gold, betting pro. Golden Locks, better not lose us money. Better not lose me money. Better not lose me money. 
Better not lose us money. Better not lose us money. No, he's here to make you money. It's Alex Gold from that betting show. Which one? That one. Wednesday nights. If you missed it last night, you can check it out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. And, of course, from Cody and Gold, 10 to 2 every day here on 610 Sports Radio. Weekdays, I should say. Yep. We don't force them to work every weekend. <laughs> Hot Pro Bowl bets this weekend, yeah. Alex? Uh, what do we got? How yeah, can I get some no skills kidding. some skills challenge betting in there? Yeah. Huh? I, I'll be honest. Dodgeball? That's, that's dodgeball props? Just avoid altogether. Just just avoid the, the Pro Bowl altogether. I didn't, I don't, I'm not familiar what this Pro Bowl thing is, guys. You'll have to tell me. We don't know what that is. No, we really City. don't. Like We haven't had that opportunity. I'm just glad we're not a part of it. Right. Thank don't have goodness. to worry about it. Like Because I guess tonight's like dodgeball yeah. and... Then they got the championship game on Sunday. Championship game of what? The Pro Bowl is what they're calling it, the Pro Bowl championship game. Oh. So um, I just don't know how The winner you're... gets what, the, the UFL they, uh, they, champion they, or something? They do, yeah. They play the UFL champ. That's exactly they what get, it They is. get the UFL team week they, one. They Which get, UFL oh, team can league? beat the Panthers? They yep. get tug of war against, yeah, the, the, whatever they're calling that new league now. What they it's really United, should do is go United back football. to the, you know, the, the, the battle of the network stars and, and do stuff like that with tug of war and the three-legged race. You were part of that back who's in the an, 70s, right? A network star these days? Well, that's the problem. We don't know, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's all about it's all about the Super Bowl and and, and focusing on. That. I was telling Kling off air though we were out at Hollywood last night and you know, some of the big bets are starting to come in even here in, in Kansas City. Everybody always thinks of Las Vegas. It's, no, there's plenty of big time bets coming in. They took uh, like a forty grand bet on the Chiefs last night. Last night uh, on on Chiefs <laughs> minus two and a half. So somebody bet the alt line. You Ooh. can do that, especially if you're betting that kind of money. They'll they'll work with you on the line. Um, and <laughs> amazing, so, they'll work with you. you that's, know, that's so good, and, so and, nice of them. I mean, anybody no, can no, bet. So nice. anybody can you can hop on your app right now and bet bet Chiefs minus two and a half if you want and you get it at plus money so you know big time money is going in and I don't hate that bet by the way either I mean the, the Chiefs to me I think they're going to win I think we all do and if they are winning by three is not is not a crazy thought right so let me ask you this um you know we're, we're talking about oh, Bob this, first. <clears throat> what's that I'm standing here with Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby's about to run the relay race here at the network. <laughs> did he turn into the Hulk in the yeah, middle of the battle of the network good. stars? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Um, Alex has no covered, idea what no, we're talking about. I just about. sat back for a I, second. Uh, I, covered, I covered that first one. You covered so, Bixby yeah. out yep, there? Yep, I did yeah. the first battle of network stars. Didn't make it to the one where uh, uh, George Brett was uh, in the kayak. I right. Didn't, I, didn't, I, was, I was fired before that episode. Go back and watch those on YouTube or wherever they stream, wherever you get your streaming from. Go back and watch the battle of the network stars. I mean, it's like unbelievably like Alan all the I just say everything now is on Peacock so everybody can get their six bucks get worth. your six dollars well the month is up now so I'm sure everybody unsubscribed because it's now February so but you get it <laughs> until the next month so if you did it right before that game you, you get it for the entire month which so. was like January 7th or no I guess 14th I guess yeah, it was. So yeah. you still got time so you still got some time so, all right yeah. all right all right so you got another two weeks so get the battle of the network stars um so is it better to bet? Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd was Cheryl Teagues is another good Cheryl one. Cheryl Ladd. Have you ever <laughs> thrown a javelin? For those who don't know, that's Richard Simmons. He's impersonating. Um, it's kind of a combination of Howard Cosell and uh, John Mulaney for some reason. I don't know why that was. John Mulaney's crazy. That was a com- that was a combination of both somehow. Yeah. I have to go back and listen to more because that's a, that was a good Howard Cosell. I thought related to the duck as well. Um, <laughs> So is it better to bet now or is it better to wait? How how do you approach betting the Super Bowl? Right. I guess, so last know? week when I was on with you guys, we talked about look ahead lines. If you guys mm-hmm. recall that conversation, we were taking a look at some of them. And at that point, the, Barely, Chiefs, but yeah, go ahead. the Chiefs were uh, were plus three as three point dogs against the 49ers. And at that time, I said, hey, 
if the Chiefs beat the Ravens, you're probably not going to get a three because are they going to really give you three points for Mahomes? And sure enough, it was two yesterday. It's actually back up to two and a half, but mm-hmm. there's still no threes on the board. The Chiefs are two and a half point underdogs now against San Francisco. But to answer your question, do you wait? I think it depends on on what bet you're trying to make. For some of the Super Bowl MVP bets, I think the long shot, guys, if you're looking further down the board, you go ahead and bet now. You don't need a rush to bet Mahomes to win MVP. The the, the odds aren't going to change enough today versus next Friday on Mahomes to win MVP. And he, of course, is the favorite to win Super Bowl MVP. Right. Whereas a guy like Isaiah Pacheco is 30 to 1. There's a chance maybe people talk more about it, people doing more digging, and the public starts saying, okay, here's a path for him to win and suddenly 30 to one becomes 22 to one Travis Kelsey was 22 to one he's now 17 to one to win MVP so the ones further down the board can adjust more but your Brock Purdy and your Mahomes MVP bets the numbers really not going to differ much from now to next Friday explain this one to me too why are the Chiefs an underdog but yet Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP how does that factor because there's only been one cat that's won the MVP on a losing team and Josh would know who that is because it was like Super Bowl five Andre Dawson I know I think it was like Art Otis Spunk Meyer. Great cookies, Bob. Great oh. cookies. Yeah, great cookies. Um, look, so I think the path for the MVP on the Niners side is a lot less predictable. And so when you're looking at the 49ers in a win, okay, yeah, the quarterback naturally, but to me, if the 49ers are going to win, it's going to involve Christian McCaffrey having a huge game. And so McCaffrey's plus 450. You could see a scenario where Brock, where Brock Purdy is all right, but McCaffrey has a buck 40 combined, you know, from scrimmage and two touchdowns and they win right and and McCaffrey can win MVP that way whereas on the Chiefs side it's just a lot more challenging to predict the path of an MVP not being Patrick Mahomes I mean Brock Purdy that was the same debate we had all year about is Purdy the MVP and can Christian McCaffrey is he actually more valuable than Brock Purdy well in a Super Bowl a running back can win it it's still not as common as a quarterback but I think there's more uh, options on a 49ers non-quarterback to win MVP than there are on the Chiefs side although I mentioned Pacheco at, at 30 to one. I, I don't hate that as a little bit of a flyer for MVP, because if you look at how the chiefs offense has played this year, it's very unlikely, although no, nobody would complain that Mahomes is throwing four touchdowns. I mean, this offense doesn't really score four touchdowns to begin with in these games. And so if it is another, you know, game where the Chiefs score 20, 21 points. Okay. So Mahomes, I guess he could have all three touchdowns, but what if Pacheco has two touchdowns? Mahomes has one touchdown throws for two Oh five. But Pacheco has 95 yards and two touchdowns. Well, I we saw it. that with Damian Williams, though, four years ago. He should have been the MVP. <laughs> Damian, right? yeah. Damian Williams in a little bit of legal trouble now, unfortunately, down in Miami. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. What I do it? appreciate the headline saying ex-Dolphins. I guess he's not coming on the show. Yeah, I guess, uh, oh. yeah. Uh, well, you might need to get a jailhouse Cross interview. Cross out um, the reach. Cross him off, then. <laughs> reach Damian. out to Damian Williams and draw Williams. a line through that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there was, uh, okay. I'll send that you the text link. was unanswered for a reason. I'll send you the link. Yeah, the headline. Is he in jail? Well, I don't know if he is, you know, did he make bail or whatever. The headline was ex-Dolphins star. Not Chief star so oh, good yeah, yeah. Ex- oh, ex- oh, we have enough things going on with chiefs fans here yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> uh, so is there a pathway that you could see chris jones getting the mvp of this like what if he has yeah. two sacks and a batted down ball and the chiefs win and he you know he has one of those games that you watch you go that guy effing dominated this game like is there a pathway you could see that potentially happening would that be a good bet to place so Chris Jones, I was trying to find the updated number on Jones. 140 to one is where it sits. I mean, so you're wow. talking about a huge payday. It's just really, really, really difficult unless you think this is not even a defensive struggle, but this thing might have to be, you know, 14 to 10, or I mean, it might have to be 
uber low scoring for that to happen unless you believe he gets two sacks one's a strip sack he, he you know he recovers the fumble bob and he runs it back for a touchdown it's the game-winning touchdown yeah. like, it, it like might, you could have made the case for bolton last year to be mvp right, right? Was, well if that one didn't get reversed i think he had a really strong case with two, to, with two run but i mean think about that but that's a, what it takes. a defensive yeah. guy needs two run backs to be in the conversation I just I mean, Chris, Chris Jones could have two sacks and a and a fumble forced, and it still is probably an uphill climb. Like that, yeah, that, right. It it would require a a to me a game winning touchdown from Chris Jones. You know, like a strip sack. He recovers it and he's like a strip bubble. sack in the end zone, and he recovers the football for yeah, a touchdown. And, and, and the Chiefs win his time expires. I mean, like it, it, it would yeah. The, the Chiefs are down four, and the Niners have the ball with two and a half to go, and Chris Jones forces a, a, a sack fumble and, and also returns it for a touchdown the Chiefs win I mean right. it, it's something like that so I, I understand people get enticed by these huge numbers because look 140 to one I mean you're talking about betting $100 to win 14 grand I get yeah. it it's like, oh my gosh I love it and Chris Jones is a hell of a player there's a reason why the odds sit where they're at for some of these defensive players but my favorite MVP bets honestly Chris McCaffrey at plus 450 not that I want that to happen but I love that bet if the Niners were to win I think he's got a great case because to me that's the formula and then uh, Pacheco, I just looked. He's actually thirty-five to one at least one book. Oh wow! Uh, to be MVP. What are the odds for uh, for Josh Allen to get MVP? <laughs> those are off the board. Oh. <laughs> those are off. He's the a board. lock. He's a lock. Or Harrison Butker. Yeah, someone last night was trying to make a case on the text line for why Butker could be MVP. Uh, for this game, he is four hundred and thirty to one guy. Wow! But what if he kicks like six field goals <laughs> and you win like eighteen fourteen? Right? It, it would have to be six. I think the most field and goals. Those in are NFL, better odds than Chris Jones. Uh, worse, uh, however you want to phrase it. Worse, four and thirty versus Chris was a hundred and what did I say? Hundred or yeah, hundred and forty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking. No, four. no, no. It's more likely okay. Chris Jones. Is okay, good. I was like, wow, this is nuts. The most field goals I believe ever are eight in a game. Bucker had six already. This season, if I right, wouldn't that wouldn't that correct? So, yes, is it possible? Is it possible? Sure, but sure. I mean, you're you're talking about a very specific outcome. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to Super Bowl without throwing a touchdown? No, or, not after people yeah. are calling out That's his dad bod. Like yeah, he's got yeah. he's got now. motivation now. Yeah. How about that? Um, so you you have a trend that the Chiefs are eighteen and two on this season. So what are you talking about over there, Alex? Yeah. So this is an, a trend that back on November twenty second we brought up on that betting show. Which and one? At that time, I think it was uh, 10, 10 and two. He's Bolster it. What a pro. To the second half under. And it's continued. The Chiefs are in 18 of their 20 games. The second half total has gone under. So what we're talking about is right now for the Super Bowl, 23 and a half. You can already bet it. How many points we scored in the second half? Over under 23 and a half points. This season, 18 of the 20 games have gone under. It's a lot of reasons for that. We know this defense is great. We also know the offense isn't exactly scoring multiple touchdowns very often in the second half. But that's a trend that, you know, where you don't normally blindly bet them. But this year, that's insane. You don't normally see anything like that. 18 to 2 to the under. The fourth quarter is just about the same as well. Fourth quarter under, something you can bet. How many points are going to be scored in the fourth? And the under has been been the answer and a lot of it is just this defense doesn't give up points so you said 23 and a half in the second half second combined half. combined yeah combined yeah 23 and a half but so that that trend is just insane you know really like an under that. doesn't it yeah i mean based on points based scored. on all the recent history yeah, yeah. Like, who scored 24 i mean how are they both They'll watch this game have like this yeah, run at the end where like the last five drives everybody yeah. scores a touchdown and people are losing their it minds could, you it know could happen. it just would definitely be different than what we've seen this entire season. So all the, the the fun props come out next week, right? So there's some of the fun ones, but remember a lot of them are offshore. You know, so Kansas is not one of the states that allows the the gate, you know, the Gatorade bets. There's only I don't know, like seven or eight states that do. Um the Taylor Swift stuff, that's all. What is offshore. the reasoning behind that? Do you know? 
Um, it's it's. I believe they believe it can be um, manipulated. You know, there's okay. a, I don't know what the term that they use, but sure. basically it's more likely the outcome yeah. can be manipulated. You know, this, the reason why the TV prop bets are offshore, because theoretically a TV producer could rig it if you wanted to. Sure. Academy Awards, you can't bet on that in the United States, uh, you know, because theoretically, again, someone could have inside knowledge, even though Ernst & Young mm-hmm. is protecting those results. So, uh, so they, don't, they don't get the news offshore is what, right. what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they just don't care. They couldn't get, they couldn't get the information like, out Illinois, there that far. Like in Illinois, I think you can bet on the, you know, the Gatorade color and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but cool. so if people want to bet it, they can find a way to bet it offshore. But here locally, you're not going to find those. What about the, uh, the Royals as we get, you know, closer and closer yeah. to spring training? Fan Fest is this weekend and whatnot. You placed two bets about. Uh, about uh, Bobby Witt and Cole Reagan. So huh? now I've got three total on the Royals uh, bets. I, I mentioned Royals to win the AL Central weeks and weeks back when they were thirty to one. They're now ten to one. So I like I like having that ticket in wow. my back pocket. Um, ten to one, really? They're now ten to one. Yeah, and in a division where is I that the favorite? The favorite's the Twins, minus one twenty or something. Are the Twins? The Royals have the worst odds are the White Sox, thirty three to one. The to White win. Sox are a very good team. They got work that needs <laughs> yeah. to be done, Gene. They're they're uh, <laughs> thirty three to one. But no, the two bets I made. You mentioned Cole Reagan's and Bobby Wood Jr. So one is with Cole Reagan's eighty to one at one book, uh, forty to one at another. So you want to obviously find the better number, but eighty to one to be the strikeout leader. Okay, so it's a long shot bet, but strikeout leader last year, eighty nine strikeouts and seventy one and two thirds of an inning. And three of the top seven teams in the AL in strikeouts reside in the AL Central. Teams that strike out a bunch. Three of them all are in the same division. Cole Reagans is going to pitch again. At 80 to 1, I think there's some value 81 there. 81 for the MLB strikeout leader, Cole Reagans. Cole Reagans. Doesn't have, right. you know, bet, I'd rather make that bet than Cy Young. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I, I had Brady yeah. Singer um, last year, the Cy Young Award. Did you? Cash that ticket. <laughs> so that that's where I'm at on Cole Reagans. Uh, I you know I think he showed in the back half of last season. He's more than capable of striking out guys, and we'll see where, where things stand. And that that's one doesn't cool. require your team to be great. You know, the Cy Young, the Royals would also have to be in the yeah. mix and all that. Uh, and then Bobby Wood Jr. He finished fourth in stolen bases last year. He's twelve to one to be the stolen base leader. Now there's a huge gap between him and Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna had seventy, but he's in the National League. Yeah, but overall, there's there's you can bet on the individual league. But yeah, you can. Oh, you you're can, talking Major League Baseball. You can do that. Okay. Could, but yeah, you're right. In the American League, it's it's much more likely for for Bobby Wood Jr. But he's twelve to one. Uh, he had forty nine last year. Corbin Carroll on the NL side had fifty nine. Mm-hmm. So those are two bets. They're they're long shots, right? They're flyers for a reason. But I, I specifically like. Like Cole Reagan's just because it's 80 to one. I mean, that's there could be a situation where he's sitting halfway through the season and, uh, you know, he's top 10, top five in strikeouts in baseball. And yeah. You're feeling good. You think he's going to get enough innings if the Royals sign Blake Snell to do that? You think they're signing Blake oh, Snell? Not? He's still available. He's available. So go get yes, him. He is available. I just think the AL Central, that the team that finishes first and the team that finishes third, like it's not a it's not going to be a 15 win difference. I don't believe this year. I, I think the difference between the best perceived to be the best team mm-hmm. and let's say the Royals. It might only be like a seven-win gap. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely thinking the Royals are are going to be much more competitive. I know people can roll their eyes all they want, but mm-hmm. I, I think the AL Central is so darn bad that you're not asking yourself. I, to, I, look, I don't think the Royals are out of this. I yeah. think they got a great opportunity yeah. to win this division. Why not? Who's good in it exactly. right now? Exactly. Detroit, the Twins, the, twins the Indians, the, the, twins the White Sox. I mean, nope, I think it's wide open, man. Yep, it is it. wide open. That's... So that's why you sign Blake Snell. You can win the division. <laughs> it's pretty simple, John. What's coming up today, 10 to 2? Yeah, so we'll have Danon Hughes on the show. Get his perspective as he heads to another Super Bowl with you guys with the Chiefs Radio Network. We'll also talk about uh, 
moons and how uh, the moon is setting up nicely for the Chiefs on Super Bowl Sunday. A beautiful planet. It is a it beautiful is. planet. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice the stars move across the sky? I was looking at that last night. I was out with the dog early, and like the Big Dipper was to the left, and like two hours later, it was more over to the right. Did you pop some edibles tree. before you did? No, this, I was just noticing the stars as Thanks, I was sitting Harbaugh. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the stars moved. Uh-huh. No, I did not. I did not look at the stars last night. Mm. I Look did. at them tonight while it's cloudy. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful night last night. Okay. Dog was pooping. It was oh. fantastic. Oh. Pooping under, a under bright the lights. Moon. Yeah. Under the lights. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And uh, Cody and Gold, 10 to 2, here on 610 Sports Radio. And they will uh, anchor our coverage from uh, Vegas coming up next week. They'll be out there all week long. I'm waiting for the coaches things. to text it. Oh, I really good am. Grief. I, know. I know. I can't right? believe. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe you just did that, like, on a whim. Uh, Brett Veach's best signing. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. That's the way you pass the Johnson County parent test. You yell about offsides and have no idea what it is. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Thursday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Isaac K. Deer, uh, producing today. The K is for emphasis. That's right. Leave off the last K for savings. Remember those old 1-800-MATTRESS commercials? 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. And leave off the last S for savings. No, you ran out of numbers. That's right. Yes. You're just dialing an extra number for no reason yeah. at that point in time. Uh, he may qualify for this. He may qualify. Oh, oh totally different. different segment. Secret superstar. But yeah. uh, Nate Taylor of The Athletic dropped by for his weekly visit at 825. You can check it out. 610sports.com or the Odyssey app in its entirety. But he called Drew Tranquil the best signing by Brett Veach. And Drew Tranquil's not making $5 million, guys. He's making like three and a half, four million on a one-year deal. Um, it's one of the best signings in Brett Veach's tenure. Um, and the fact that he can play this well with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, who I think Willie Gay um, is trending towards playing, obviously, next Sunday, uh, it just gives them a great chance to combat Christian McCaffrey, obviously the best running back in the league. But what Drew Tranquil did against Lamar Jackson was just utterly brilliant. So, yeah, uh, certainly production per dollar. Oh, my goodness. Great sign, right? Still baffled how he got out of out of L.A. Well, how he got out of L.A. is because he didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> he did, actually. He did. He That's very right. Much he to be did want to be he there. He and his wife yeah, very much wanted did. to be there. And they're right. like, this is our home. This is our... Um, yeah. yeah. It was a early episode of the franchise this year. If you hadn't caught that. That's Chiefs right. Producing. He did want to be there. I mean, yeah. he was like, they were shocked. Like, yeah, this was wow. Well, are was, you really shocked? Look at what the organization is. It's this a mess. Our, so, so he comes here on a, like a super cheap deal, and now I'm like, oh, gonna get him. Back. Can we get him back? <laughs> get him back in a multi year here. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, certainly, certainly production per dollar. I mean, yeah, it's, it 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 was great. I mean, and I thought really like he's had a nice year, right? 
But that game that he played last week where he was the spy for Lamar Jackson, I thought he was just phenomenal in that. Mm-hmm. That's how good that Drew Tranquil is. And and you have to wonder, like, is he what we're going to call a secret superstar? If you're telling somebody about the Chiefs for the first time. Like a, like a Swifty or something? Yeah, or? you could use, you could do that. I like that analogy a lot. That's good. If you're talking to a Swifty or, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are watching the Super Bowl and have not watched the Chiefs yet this year. Um, it, it, if you're going to tell somebody that like, Hey, everybody in Kansas city knows about this guy, but nobody outside the area does like kind of a secret superstar on this team. You could absolutely put drew tranquil on that list of those kind of quote unquote secret superstars. And like, just watch this guy. He's bound to make a play. I'd put Justin Reed on that list too. Cause I still That's don't think Justin Reed is getting enough credit for being as good as he is. You know, you go back to the, um, you know, uh, you can't cover anybody. He's like, yeah, no catches over the middle of the field or whatever. He had the tweet earlier in the week. Um, so I, I think Justin Reed is still kind of a secret around this league. He has been awesome this year for the Chiefs. Versatile. The way they used to use everybody in that secondary, too, is so versatile. I mean, yeah. you have him come down and crashing in sacks. Right. Get sacks. And like, making plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That tackle he had yeah. behind the line of scrimmage on yeah. Sunday was outstanding, man. I mean, I think mine's still a Jurious Sneed. See, I think you're trying a... to keep him a secret. I think the league is starting to know who he <laughs> is know. right now. I, I think the league does. I don't think he's a household name, though. Right. Like, he's a secret superstar. You have to wedge his name in. Hey, Lejurious Sneed, I don't know, the best corner in the comma, the best corner in the NFL this year, comma. Right. I think he's the secret superstar. You do. Yeah. Okay. I, that's fair. I know his agent, his agent knows, yeah. and the league knows. And, certainly and the, the Chiefs, Chiefs know. The Chiefs know. But I don't think that he's the household name he should be. He is had an outstanding season. Right. What do you he guys on the text line think? Score in the freaking playoffs. And, and it was it was it was a it was, it was a, a perfect pass. I mean, like it was a, one of the best passes of the year in the NFL too. Jeez. It really was, Josh. When you think about it, right? That pass that Josh Allen threw was unbelievable. It was low. It was outside. The, the receiver looked like Salvi trying to you know frame the pit. Like it was an unbelievable throw and even better catch. Legarius Sneed couldn't have defended nope, that. Nope. It he had was, to be perfect. He was mad about it, too. Sure, yeah. he should be mad about it. But who do you guys think on the text line? Who's that secret superstar for the Chiefs at 913-586-7610? Thanks, Coach. All right, Coach. Hey, Coach. Appreciate the time here. Hope you've been well. Thanks, Coach. That's me, baby. That's me. I did that. I drew that up. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Right again. You can call him coach. Even though I think you may have baited him, think there was something sinister in you in the last segment. Couple coaches weighing in. From the 816. Bob, the stars don't move, the planet spins. Oh. Another from the 816. The stars don't move, the earth does. Unless you're a flat earther. Oh. Thanks, coach. And that time we did allow follow-up. Yeah. It's a rarity. <laughs> but there was a follow-up. I just knew as I said it, it was going to happen, right? I think so. I think did you Did you were, believe it was going to happen as soon as I said it? putting the bait on the hook. Yeah. I think. Have you ever done that? Not that it, you know, should take away from anything. But right. I think you were legitimately wanted to see a thanks coach and you got right out of it. Yeah. Boom. (laughs)
before we even. I mean, they didn't even listen to the end of the sentence. No, they couldn't wait no, to get to their phone no, fast enough no, to tell us how stupid no, we are. No, no, yes, I know the earth moves. Yeah. Uh, from the 785. I just didn't know the stars did. Yeah. on you. I'd say Karloftis is a secret superstar. Oh, that's a good one. He really is. I mean, that's a great one, actually, because nobody pays him any attention. Yeah. You'll be at media day for the Super Bowl next week, and everybody will be talking to, you know, Travis or whoever. Karloftis will be sitting there by himself. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, who's that guy? I don't know. Ten and a half sack George Karloftis. Yeah. That's who. Yeah. But he's also really deferential to Chris, too. Right. Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's it's like, yeah, he can do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I don't know that I've ever heard Karloftis speak. Oh, yeah. He he, well he dropped dropped an S bomb with me. You remember? Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, we got to get our S together. Yep. Is what he said. I was like, ooh, yeah. He was, yeah. Um, I think he smoked a snow cone at training camp with Cody. And yeah, that's true. Mm. It's true. All right. George is good. George is good dude. George is George is a good a, secret superstar. He has had a. He was almost in the category to me like Sneed. Remember, I didn't talk to Sneed for like. First, like, 12 weeks. Yeah. I, didn't want to, I felt like you're talking to a guy in the middle of a no-hitter. Karloftis mm-hmm. has been a little bit that way for me this year, too. It's like, yeah, man, those guys like George B. over there. Just let him do his thing. A couple other secret superstars that are coming in that I kind of like. Uh, don't tell anyone, but the Chiefs have a couple of guys named Mahomes and Kelsey. That, that's a really good one. We like, will keep our mouths terrible shut. Terrible secret. Right. Page the, six. Yeah. Breaking. Oh, you saw yesterday. Mahomes he's not going to the. He's not going to the Grammys. You saw that what? story yesterday. Yeah, that's right. But he's got this week. Is on the Grammys this weekend? Yeah, he's well, not he's got, doing anything. He's got this weekend off. How dare he? Yeah. Well, he doesn't have the weekend off because really he's working. Yeah, he's working. Got the Super Bowl. Yes. yes. Uh, Nick Allegretti coming in as a secret superstar. He was great last week. He was so good last week. Um, also, another one, Mike Edwards. He's been pretty good this year mm. too, right? Mm-hmm. You know that's a that's a good one that's coming in as well. I mean, imagine if they hadn't signed Mike Edwards. Like he steps in for Brian Cook. You know how He's many a big playmaker. plays that dude has made. He's this been year? in the middle of a lot of stuff this year. You're like they went from Cook to Edwards to um, well, Dion Bush. They were both going for a while, right? Cook, yeah. Cook and Edwards were both playing. You know, and he's out there making plays like just crazy, right? Um, another good one coming in from the eight one six that I love, and I'm with you, Dave Merritt. Like, I can't believe we're not hearing Dave Merritt, the defensive back coach for the Chiefs, being mentioned as defensive coordinator. Really anywhere. good. Have good. you watched the D backs play in Kansas good. City over the last couple I, of years? Don't My want him, God, don't want him going anywhere. I would pay Dave Merritt anything he wants to keep yeah. him here in Kansas City. You don't need to be a D coordinator. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Stay here. I love it. There's votes. He may not want to be a D coordinator. There's votes for Joshua Williams, for Jalen Watson, for Shamari Connor, for Deion Bush. Basically, every, everybody. Texts are coming in like every member of the secondary right. is getting a vote. So, yeah, shouldn't Dave Merritt? Yeah. <laughs> James Winchester hasn't missed one long snap this season don't, from the 970. I wouldn't say it out loud. That's one where you just let a sleeping dog lie. There's a bye week. It'll be gone by then. Doesn't matter. That bad juju will be gone. Yeah. No, no, can't can't mention that guy. I also like the uh, the one that says I wanted to get this into. Bat poop is called guano. 
<laughs> That's awesome. You waited darn near four hours for that text. You were awesome. <laughs> and we his, were... his first text came in at 6.43 this morning. Yeah. I love you listening all yeah, morning, man. Yeah. That's fantastic. First part, we kicked out the first part of the show today. Josh was attacked by a bat, and Bro- I had one in my house. Broadcasting at Allen Fieldhouse last night, and we had to delay the uh, basketball game because of a bat mm-hmm. that was flying around the court. And again, this person waited four hours to jump back in with some bat facts. Right. So. Probably forgot, and then it came to him a little bit. Hey, I forgot to say that, like, guano is what we call bat poop. Because mm. I would say we had the, the pest control out yesterday because we had one in our soffit. And he goes, yep, you got a bat. There's the poop. I can see yeah. it. So just for waiting four hours to send that text back in, I, gotta, down, I think put, you've earned put, it. You've earned the put, thanks, put, Coach. I think you've earned it. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time here. Hope you've been well. Thanks, Coach. That's me, baby. That's me. I did that. I drew that up. Yeah. Ha-ha. Run it again. You call him Coach. From the 913, I wanted to get this in, too. Bat poop is called guano. There it is. (laughs) Thanks, Coach. (laughs) We also got another thanks, Coach. You're in that one. That's cool. Mascara is made from bat poop. What? Is that true? That seems like an exotic brand. That's something like the Kardashians mm, wear. Mm. Well, if you want mascara, go exterminate that bat at Allen Fieldhouse. That's right. You can have all the mascara you want. I'm interested to see the follow-up. Would you do some uh, due diligence today and follow that up and find out if they got if the, the bat? If they got the bat? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Because, I mean, guys with towels and hammers are not going to get it done. It was... <laughs> It was kind of a funny sight. You could, you could watch it because we stayed live on, on ESPN Plus. So the Kansas women uh, last night taking on BYU about mm-hmm. midway through the second quarter. You can just fast forward to that part and just look for the the bat. Yeah, the camera camera crew did a great job. And, and then the guys on the court just throwing towels at, at the bat was pretty terrific i uh, i texted our friend alex who works at espn and he said uh he said he was going to pass along this information to the sports center producers so hopefully it wow. makes sports center maybe later not today top, maybe not top 10 or something <laughs> josh klingler and the butt fumble what do they have in common <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yes i'll, I'll do a follow-up there will be a follow-up in this case yeah. to a thanks coach why do you make mascara out of bat poo hmm I'm going to text my family right now, let the kids know and my wife know that, hey, uh, that stuff you're putting around your eyes is bat poop. Also, the uh, the hidden superstar is uh, Harrison Butker. I don't think he's hidden. Well, he's hidden behind Justin Tucker. Well, that is true. Yeah. In a couple of ways this week. Yeah. <laughs> but good for him. <laughs> screw around with the quarterback and a... Pro Bowl tight end. Yeah, tomorrow on the show, uh, we're going to have Raven Rob on the round table with uh, Chiefs yes. Binkley. So, uh, Jay Binkley and Raven Rob. Rob have Brenton you told Binkley he's in the yet? drive? I have. Okay, good. He's confirmed and then confirmed the time. Same time As every if week. He didn't know. Yeah. He'll be in tomorrow. Nine, and Mitch Holtis we'll tomorrow? 9.15. 9.15. Mitch Holtis tomorrow at uh, 7.30. And, and maybe a surprise maybe guest. Maybe a surprise guest tomorrow. Big surprise guest one you'll be very happy to hear, and we'll yes. play at least twice. Yes. Yes. 
at the front and, and back. Front and back. Yeah. <laughs> if you missed any of the show today, you can check it out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Not kidding. It would be a big guest if we landed, all right? Yeah, it really guest. would be. So, and it's not Ace Ventura. At 558, 8.50 for your chance. Final qualifier for the $500 Hybe gift card tomorrow morning as well at 8.50. We'll see you then. Cody and Gold, come your way next on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.